Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. All right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is, let's see, it is the 3rd of February. I have no idea why my uh, people up here are saying 2nd, but it is the 3rd of February, 2015. It's about 9 minutes afternoon Pacific time. It is 
say as I've said, and uh, if that's all true where you're at, well, given your time zone difference, if you end up being live, that means you can participate in the show, 800-596-8100, or go to the chat room at theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, and you can participate in the show. That's really live in Memorex is that you can participate, although... You can always go to the chat room. It's open 24-7, usually somebody in there, and you can uh, chat with them. And I'm in there a lot, so if you need a question or something, uh, you know, or me, you can do so. All right. Well, it is Tuesday, and that means we've got Al from Colorado here for the lightning round. Welcome, Al. Yes, I'm glad the stupid bowl is over, aren't you, Frank? Well, I tell you, I actually, uh, I actually watched. The- I actually watched the. Yeah, well, I watched it on replay. The uh, Seattle should have won that, Frank. <laughs> well, yeah. Stupid play. They had to fire the coach who told them to throw the ball. Well, yeah, but you know what, Al? I mean, they didn't deserve to even be on the on that line. They should have never got that play. That that fluke play where the guy's laying on his back and the ball lands on his stomach. Well, what are you going to do, Frank? That's how the game is played. Well, yeah, and, you know, guys get intercepted. I mean, he, he, he just, things happen, Frank. What are you going to do? But, you know, when you're on the you're first and goal on the five-yard line or the one-yard line, and you can't get in in three tries, Frank, something wrong with you. Well, you know, hey. Uh, they got one of the biggest running backs in the league. All they had to do was give him the ball and push him over is all they had to do. You know, it's easy to look back and say, well, everybody should have did this and should have done that. And I can look through the whole game and say, well, you know, there were bad calls, too. Oh, well, I'm uh, sure there were. I didn't watch the stupid thing at all, so I don't know. But, you know, like I say, yeah, I think half the time they're fixed anyway, Frank. Well, hey, that's, hey, you know, that's uh, that's a possibility, uh, obviously. I mean, I, I, I don't put anything past anything. I mean, I watched the, uh, I watched the uh, hometown donkeys here last year, won 13 games, and all they could score was eight points and got blown out last year by the same team that lost this year. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Something's, uh, what, uh, what dots aren't connecting there, Frank, huh? Well, and, you know, part of the thing is when something, you know, just, miraculous happens like that catch that guy made that well yeah i saw that catch was a heck of a catch well it was a heck of what i could make that catch out you lay me on my back and and drop a football on my stomach i can pretty much yeah well he did bobble it though frank you gotta give me i mean he didn't just you know uh embrace it to his chest he had to play with it a little bit to get it there (laughs) yeah right okay didn't add it at all but the thing well, is, you he shouldn't have done it, should have, could have, would have, would have, whatever. Part of the thing is, Al, when stuff like that happens, you start getting in your head you can do anything. Yeah, that's true. You know, and so it's you like th- the kids. They don't think they're ever going to die when right. they're 18 you know, years so old start, either. You know, and one of the guys they think made a good uh, thing, and this, you know, why I'm bringing it up is because it not only applies to football, it applies to life, is that, you know, here they are, play a whole game, and it's down to the end. You know, it's almost over. So they play this whole game against each other. And, you know, Bill Belichick is, is known to be an uh, ingenuitive sort of guy. Yeah. And you got started to, cheating. Is that what you're trying to say? Started gotta, cheating? Well, hey, you know, look, every time one of them gets penalized, they tried to cheat, didn't they? Well, I don't know, because yeah. I didn't watch the game. No, I didn't I'm see it. I'm saying in general, Al. 
anytime you're playing a sport and you get penalized, doesn't that mean you were just trying to cheat? Necessarily. Wait a minute. You, you wait, could have bumped oh, into the guy. There. You could have hang bumped in, into the guy. Hang on there, buddy. You broke the rules. That means you were trying to cheat. Yes, I hear what you're saying. You know, if you try to break the rules, you're trying to cheat. You know, that, yeah. and they go, well, oh, they defeated the ball. Oh, they did this. Oh, they did that. They were trying to Oh, I don't care about this lady, the ball. Well, you know, hey, those are rules, too. And maybe they yeah. did. Maybe they broke them. Maybe well, they maybe <laughs> mess with the ball. Then maybe they shouldn't have been allowed to play. Maybe they should have put the, uh, uh, new, uh, what's his name, uh, Indianapolis in there. I think they should have canceled the whole football game. You know, and said that. I don't <laughs> care if they never play another one again. Let's but although, I got to say, that was a good game to watch. And if you're going to ever watch one, and it's been the Did first... you actually waste your electricity on it? Because I didn't. I did. And, uh, you know, and it was the first Super Bowl I've watched in, oh, I don't know, at least five years. Uh, and, and you know what? I'm glad I watched this one. It was a good game, and, uh, you know, it was a good game. The only thing that was good was the Budweiser commercial with the horse and the dog. That was a great commercial because I watched that before that the game. I kind of walked out on commercials, you know. Oh, you missed a good well, one. I watched that was it a... online, Al, and, and, you know, it wasn't all that good. I mean, it, it was kind of, you know, I didn't pay attention. It wasn't like I was glued to the screen because it wasn't really that clear and it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that good, Al. But I, I got well, I thought of the I, game. I think they do some of the best commercials, the Budweisers with the horses. Absolutely, they have uh, the, the stupid ones. I can't believe the stupidity of some of these commercials, and people think they're great. Well, some know. of them just stink. I know, well, I, I know. But anyways, what I was saying about uh, now, here they are after all this, and. One of the guys, one of the announcers said, you know, you end up sometimes outsmarting yourself. You know, you try to think, well, how do I fool this other guy because he's so smart and he knows what we're going to do. And how do I, you know, how do I fool him? And you end up fooling yourself. And that might be what happened with Seattle with that stupid pass. They might have thought, well, hey, he, we know he knows we're going to run, so let's do something else. And, you know, this oh, goes come for, on. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. What else? What else, Al? Well, you they got a 50 50 chance of getting it in and not getting it in. End of story. And they couldn't do it. Okay. Well, you got three chances. And the worst thing you could do is throw it to the other team. And that's what they did. You know, so the thing is, it's like in life, even, you know, don't try to overthink yourself and outsmart yourself. Just, oh, that's true. You, you know, can, uh, you can, uh, you can, as you say, you can overthink yourself. You can get too uh, creative, as you say. Yeah, you know, just stick with simple. Fix it what works. What do they say? The basics. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're done with that for another nine or ten months until the next season All starts. Right, so now so we got the baseball coming up, <laughs> and I don't care about that either. There's another uh, one coming gosh, up. I don't uh, care. Can't we watch golf instead? I mean, baseball. Oh, no, no. Well, Frank, sports. I think you'd be better off watching Tiddlywinks than golf. Uh, oh, that's got to be one of the most. Oh, <laughs> you want to put a uh, putting you to sleep? No, I'm somebody sorry, get a ball and then I'm going sorry. walking after no, it. Base, no, I'm no. sorry, Frank. Baseball does it for me. Because in golf, well, at least I switch from one thing to the next where, okay, here's a guy doing something on this one. There's a guy doing something on another one. Baseball, I'll tell you, if they want baseball, a real football. They just keep the, 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 the thing right on the guy and go, and there's the pitch. And then for five minutes, well, you know, he's five for 12, he's six for seven. And I, do you know yeah, his wife? Yeah, colored? yeah, and you wait five minutes before he throws the next ball. Hey, did see. you know his wife colored her hair uh, blonde? And, <laughs> and there's the pitch, Don. Strike two. Yeah. 
Oh, wait. And, and he, you know they got a dog, Al. You know, and it, you know, it goes on and on, and it's the most boring thing. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'll tell you what. If they want real football here, they should play it like rugby or the Australian rules. Now, there's a football game, Frank. Oh, you want to watch a game? You know, football used to be good. And the thing is, I've read a lot of articles that, you know, we're not the only two that feel this way. Uh, the NFL is losing. Now, they had the biggest audience ever for that game. but they it said $114 million, But overall this season, they have lost market share. And, and a lot of people are saying it's because all these rules and all this stuff and People are getting sick of this, and they're they're you know, football's become just this. You might as well just get robots out there because stupid you know, business is what it is. Who yeah. cares? A couple of guys throw a ball, the guy catches it, he gets tackled. They sit there, they get down, they get back, and they do it again. It's the same, almost as bad as golf, not quite. <laughs> well, you know, hey, the uh, the uh, you know the timeouts are a little a little much. You know, oh, yeah, and then they had the stupid halftime. Did you stick around for no, Katie no, Perry in her garbage? No, I didn't watch that. Uh, you missed good. You, you didn't waste you – well, you, you, had your, you, you were wasting your electricity, though, because you kept the, te- the idiot box on, well, I'm sure. Yeah, but I uh, – I, uh, you know, the minute I heard it was going to be Katy Perry, I decided, no, you know what? No, you could have just it. shut it off and watched a cartoon or something. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what I did? Uh, during halftime, I changed over to Netflix and watched the Star Trek episode. Oh, good for you! You know, instead of Katy Perry, because I, yeah. I, uh, I, can't, I don't think I could be less interested. Well, I'll tell you, the only one that would be worse than her would probably be Lady Gaga or Madonna. Well, they could dig up Michael Jackson and and have. You know, yeah, they could dig him up, but uh, he isn't breathing too well, easily. I might even watch it. that if they did that. You know, that'd be. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Well, not getting back to the serious stuff here. You mean reality? Russia, R- Russia gas bag thinks that Jeb and, Hit- and Hitlery would make a wonderful team. Just what we—that's who's going to—we're going to have a choice between next year, Frank. I'm afraid. And whose ideas? Jeb Bush and Hitlery. Can you imagine that for a for for two choices? No. Uh, no. No. Here's my good question, Frank. No, I if Doctor <laughs> If Doctor Ron's kid does get the nomination, I still don't trust him, Frank, and that's why I can't vote for him. You understand? No, I, I don't trust any of them, Al. I mean, who name? Okay, name one guy that you can think of. I know you don't care for him that much, but if Doctor Ron was younger and he was still he was going to run again, if he was the nominee, yes, I absolutely would have to vote for oh, him. Okay, then <laughs> gee, Al, you know what? If John F. Kennedy was still alive, I might vote for him too. But well, you know, he ain't alive no more. Yeah, neither one of them are going to run, Al. I'm That's talking about the, I'm talking about the people who are saying, "Hey, I might run," like Lindsey Graham. Are you? Oh, me? God, help us, please. <laughs> You know, I mean, really? Oh, really? Oh, Mitch Am- McConnell's another one, or what's his name? Huckstrabe from uh, Arkansas. Huckstrabe's talking about putting Mittens is not going to run, and thank goodness for that, Mittens. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Mittens you know, is going bye bye. Well, you know what? I, you know, I couldn't even trust Mittens. Even if, let's put it this way: if I had voted the last time, I still wouldn't vote for Mittens. Well, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I—he's a corporate raider, and I—I don't—I don't trust him. One he's bit. cost too many people their livelihoods, their jobs. There's no way I could put Mittens in there. Absolutely not. Then again, you know, I mean, you know, I—we go through the list, and we've got 
you know, a boatload of reasons. We can what about, uh, what's his name, Rubio or Cruz? What do you like, uh, either one of those? I do not like, I do not trust Rubio as far as I could spit a brick, okay? What about uh, Cruz? Now, Cruz do you tr- out, okay, out of everybody, well, okay, there's another guy and him that, you know, I don't, well, I distrust them all, but I don't. Who's like the one the from uh, Wisconsin? Not Walker. the governor, but the, not well. Walker is the governor, but it's not him. Who is the guy that's the senator or the representative? The guy, what's his name? God, I can't think of his name. I don't know. I don't remember. He's the one with the Obamacare. What's his name? Not oh, Walker. God. Oh, you know who I'm talking about. Somebody will think about. It. Maybe Mel will remember his name, but he's the representative from from Wisconsin. Well, Paul, I don't mind Walker, and I don't mind Cruz, but then again, you know, hey, I don't – you get to that level, and I don't I don't trust you, man. But then again – I don't trust any of them, Frank. Out of the two of them, I would have to trust Walker more based on what he's done. Now, Cruz has got a good uh, uh, spiel. I mean, I like what he says, but uh-huh. what, what has he actually done? Not much, right? But Walker uh-huh. – now, Walker shut down the teachers' union in Wisconsin and say, guess yes, what? Yes, he did. Absolutely. I agree. He did, he did what Reagan did with the air traffic controllers. Yeah, he said, look, you are not going to bankrupt this state. You're going to pay a whole 5% more for your health care. Everybody insurance. who works in the private sector has to fund their own uh, retirement. Why should the taxpayers be ref- – if they don't want to pay their own retirement, let them starve, Frank. That's my attitude. Well, and that's basically what he said. You're not going to bankrupt this state. You know, we're going to – you're going to do this, and then they try to recall him, and he won, and, you know, so... He still, he beat the recall, yeah. So, mm-hmm. obviously, the people of uh, Wisconsin, you know, like... People of Wisconsin got their heads out of their rural orifices and said, we're not going to let the teachers screw us anymore. Well, yeah, because they were bankrupting the state, and that's just the, ba- that's just the basic truth of it, you know? I mean... I'll tell you what's really scary, Frank, and I'm seeing this all over the net now, the cops look like they're the Army or the or the, or the Marines now. You can't tell the difference between the cops and the military now, can you, Frank? Well, no. I think it might be all... They're the, dressed uh, like the military. they got the same equipment. They're running the same garbage, okay? You cannot tell the cops from the military anymore, and that is really... I call it Nazi America, Frank. Well, yeah, but the problem with that is, you know, if you're going to act like the military and you're going to start acting like an occupying army... Uh, well, then maybe it deserves to get shot then, Frank. Bad things, you break gonna, my... bad, bad things are going to start happening to you just like it hey, does to occupying army. I give the people of Indiana credit, and they told the people, if a cop busts your door down and you, white, you uh, blow them away, they've got no recourse against you if a cop breaks your door down in Indiana without a warrant. Well, that's right. and that's There never should have been a thing as a no-knock warrant. That's a bunch of garbage, Frank, a no-knock warrant. Well, yeah, and, and, and the reason they say they justify it is because of the one or, you know, the very few times when they're actually serving a warrant on a real bad guy who knows they're coming and is, is ready for a gunfight. Now, well, you know, but that rarely happens, Al. They use these. Well, you know what they can do? They can get in their M1 Abrams tank and they can mow his door down with their M1 Abrams tank if they're that well, yeah, scared of them. Using, and they're using these no knock warrants for traffic violation. Uh, you know, oh, that's garbage. Fine. You didn't pay your fine. We have to come and get you because we're scared. You know, that's crap. You know, and uh, they, they should get shot for that, in, in my Some field. kid brought his Lord of the Rings uh, school, uh, ring to school and was playing around with his, his, you know, his classmate, 
So they called the cops on him because they thought he was a terrorist. Because he was going to, quote, make his friend disappear with his magic ring. Can you? I'm not making this up, Frank. It's on the net. But, Frank, you cannot make this stuff up. You're, you're, you're for real that you're not making this up, really? I'm for real, Frank, that I'm not making it up, yeah. So yeah. a kid got arrested because he... A kid got arrested. He brought his... It, it's a ring that I guess from Lord of the Rings, you know, the movie and, so you know, the book. he threatened to cast a spell with his he magic didn't, ring. Oh, he was playing a game with his friend. They were goofing around. And he says to his friend, my magic ring is going to make you disappear. And they're laughing at this. And some idiot calls the... Yeah, some idiot calls the cops. Um, <laughs> Frank, you can't make this stuff up. Are we allowed to still be politically well, correct? I Frank? wish yes. you were making it up, Al. Because I'm not making it up, Frank. That's the sad part. That's the scary part of it. Okay, oh, Frank, you can't sell your lemonade now. You've got to have a pro. Oh, the kids in New Jersey, your home state, Frank, uh-huh. going around and uh, you know because of the big storm and you know telling people they're gonna you know they'll shovel their walk for X amount of bucks. Some. Ch- Schmuck from the neighborhood calls the cops on them and they arrest the kids for passing wow. out their flyers or whatever. Wow. Frank, you can't make this garbage up. You can't. It's impossible. Hollywood couldn't do this. You got to really wonder who, what kind of a person does that. Calling the cops because these kids are going around passing out flyers saying, we'll shovel your walk for so many bucks, blah, blah, blah. Called free enterprise, isn't it, Frank? It used to be called free no, enterprise. Hey, maybe, maybe it was a licensed contractor on the block that thought these children were taking away business that he could have. No, no, it's some idiot who. Uh, uh, oh, if you see something, say something. Ooh, they saw these kids passing out flyers. They must be terrorists passing out their terrorist flyers, right, Frank? God. Uh, <laughs> Are you sick enough of it yet, Frank, or are you ready to pull, pull out the boomer and start making noise? Well, I tell you what, you know, I mean... I wish it would happen, Frank. It's not that I want it to, but I think it needs to happen. It's unfortunate. Well, I mean, you know, hey, you know, you're not the only one, Al, and, and the thing that people got to understand, and I've heard this argument made, but it's, it's, it's frivolous. But the thing is, it's true that the powers that be also want that to happen because they also realize it's necessary to happen. They have created such a fouled-up mess that there is no way to fix it. Well, that's why they're bugging out. That's why they're, quote, buying stuff in, you know, foreign countries or getaway places because they know they're going to be the targets. Sure, and they need, they want to burn it down. You know, and, and look, it shouldn't come as a surprise. These are the same people that told us during Vietnam, well, you know, it's uh, we killed all those civilians because uh, we burned. We had the to burn the village down to save it. Yeah, we had to burn it. We had to destroy the village to save it. Right, Frank? Right. Isn't that what they told you? This is their attitude. This is their way oh. of thinking, and they're thinking the same thing. Except now, the whole world is the village. Okay. Yeah. You know, so when we say, "Hey, is it okay to do?" You know, this is out of hand. These people need to go. Well, they think the same thing. You know, we're, we are in agreement that way. The only bad thing is they created this mess for their own benefit. They have profited from it. I have not profited from this at all. No. Neither of you, I don't think. Hey, Frank, 
the fact that 80 people in the world own more than half of the world and 3 billion people, that's a lot of money per person. You divide 80 people into all that money, Frank. That's a lot of... Frank, what's his name? Billy Gates doesn't need more than $900 million. If he can't live on that, I'm not crying for him. He doesn't need any more money. Neither does Warren Buffett need any more money. Well, apparently the drug cartels in Mexico do because now because of the legalization movement in America for marijuana, they have moved their operations more to... Uh, oh, so they're going to they're gonna grow grass instead of the hard stuff. Is that what you're no, saying no, now, Frank? They're, no, they're growing opium now. Instead oh, of they're growing stuff. this stuff, so we don't have to wait for Afghanistan yeah. now yeah, anymore. No more, black, now we, no more black tar Mexican heroin. They're, they're refining it down to white powder uh Oh, so they're going to they're gonna go into competition with the Afghan boys, is what you're well, telling me. Well, you know, they're thing. shutting down Afghan. They they kind of, they you know, look at the time span. Look at how long, okay, how long did the U.S. military run their drug operation out of the triangle in uh, Southeast Asia? Oh, yeah, during, all during them. All during them so, they ran it. So 20 years, 15, 20 years? Whatever, well, yeah. Well, they're getting to be right in that time range with Afghanistan. Okay, they're running out of their lifespan of, of using up that area. Now they're going to move to the new, the next area, which is going to be Mexico. Mm. Man, I reported on this. I read some about this uh, like mm. a year and a half ago, that Mexican really? farmers were starting to grow poppy in the interior valleys of Mexico. Really? Now that I missed totally. And now, I saw here's, that a brand new, and now here's a brand new uh, headline. Mexican opium farmers expand plots to supply U.S. heroin boom. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm man. telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what, Frank. Anybody who puts that garbage in their body, they deserve to die. End well, of story. Well, and, and you know what? If that's what you want, then have at it. My attitude is, as much as I hate it, the mess, the heroin, the coke, all of it, just, just kill yourself and leave everybody else alone. Yeah, hey, good, good, have fun. It'll yeah, never good. be legalized, Frank, because there's too much money in it for Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam and the CIA are getting hugely rich off of it. Well, that's the whole thing. You see, this is why marijuana may be legalized, because they never made all that much money off of that. But heroin... If they were smart, if they were if they were smart, forty or fifty years ago, they would have legalized it and just taxed the you know what out of it. Oh yeah, but think of this, Al. Think back in history: the Boxer Rebellion, the Opium Wars in China. The same thing's happening yeah. here in the United States. They're flooding America with heroin. Yeah, not going to change. And guess what? They're going to have to flood it later because we're over time already, Frank. Yes, we are. Time. And I think this song here is a good song for America. Uh, you tell me what you think when we come back. We'll be back in just a bit. <laughs>
studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC sees they use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 541- Two two five four six five nine. That's five four one two two five four six five nine. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Few things in this world are more important than clean, pure water. Understanding this, ABR makes four tabletop water distillers available to you for purchase. First, we have the five and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $139. The second is a five and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $189. The third is a three and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $189. And our premier tabletop distiller is a three and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $250. All our distillers have a stainless steel boiling pot, dome, and cooling tubes. And the premier version also has a splash flap to protect against contamination of the cooling tubes. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com for more information and protect your water supply. Thank you. 
when you allow people to get as rich as they are, it's tough to – how do you stop them from manipulating the I think, the and I know this sounds, this sounds terribly socialistic and communistic, nobody should have a net worth of more than, let's say, let's say $100 million. Well, that's true. I, let's I mean, just, I let's just use one number. I mean, it could be any number. Let's just say if you can't live on $100 million bucks, Frank, then goodbye, then you can die. End of story. You don't need... You don't need seventy-six billion like Captain Billy. Now, do you really need seventy-six? Billion? Where are you going to spend it, well, Frank? You it couldn't spend it's it. It's not a matter of need because obviously nobody needs that much money. But the thing is, it's now you because you have all this money. You have too much influence as an individual over what goes on in everybody else's life. You're not supposed to have influence over any. Let me put it to you this way, Frank. As far as I know, Bill Gates has no influence over you personally, does he? No. To my knowledge, he doesn't. No. Other, and than, I don't care. other than how much he upsets me with these operating systems, but, you know, other than that. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is that is garbage with the vaccine and he killing the people. He influences my anger level, yeah, but other than yeah, that, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but as far, let's put it this way, as far as getting me to buy this or do this or do that, I'm not going to do this or do that. No. I don't care what he says. Pretty much whatever he says, uh, I pretty much think, well, just before I even think about it, it'll be the opposite. Why do they say these people are powerful? Okay, what's her name? Oprah, she's the richest black woman in the world. She has no influence over me. She doesn't influence what I buy or do or this or that. So how can they say she's powerful? Well, because, you see, Al... Well, you're she, not, oh, no. Well, no, you're not. You're not a welfare black woman living in the projects. That's why. Because, oh, you know, so they're, she they're has glued. influence over the over the sheep who believe in her. Only the sheep who believe in her. She they're has glued influence. To the, over. They're glued to the couch eating potato chips, watching uh, you know, Oprah Winfrey going, "Oh yeah, but you bet, you know, whatever she says, yeah." I'm telling oh, you, Alex. Look, and it's you know what? Okay, okay. Well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Let me be fair, because I just yes. picked on the welfare black women in the projects. Glued to how the about couch. the welfare white women in the project? Well, too. hey, how about the moron men, Republicans, who every time Bill Riley, Bill O'Reilly says something, they they almost uh, cheer and and want to, you know, oh whatever Bill says, yeah. You know, they're just as stupid. Oh, what about Rush, Rush Gasback? Him too, Rush well, Gasback. Yeah. You know, so all these people have power and influence over a certain section of society now but the problem is who pays all these people it's the same it's the same paycheck coming from for all these people coming from the same place so the thing is the agenda is all the same they just package it up in a different you know like so okay, one day you know. it's rushed a gas bag the other day next day it's oprah the next day it's somebody else o'reilly or whoever yep. is that what you're t- yep that's right. And so it's just all have different talking heads are being paid out of the same pocketbook is what you're basically saying. Yeah, that is what I'm saying. And they're and they're pushing the same basic agenda. agenda. They're just wrapping it up in a different package <laughs> for their for their audience. Because look, Bill O'Reilly doesn't influence everybody. Oprah doesn't influence everybody. No, no. Rush no. gas bag doesn't influence everybody. But together they influence a lot of people. That's true. Unfortunately, the ones who have no uh, gray matter between their ears and can't think for themselves. Well, and Kate, you know what? People who listen to Rush Limbaugh and, and Bill O'Reilly, they, and the people who listen to Oprah, they all think they think for themselves. 
They think they do. <laughs> that was the operative word. They think they think for themselves. They yeah. do. They do. They think they're oh, smart. Man. They think they're educated. They think they're informed. They think they're up on the things because they watch Fox News and CNN all day long. Oh, oh yeah, I know what's going do. on, Al. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's a real fast way to fry your brain, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, hey, you know, you want to be a drone – well, then that's what you do. Plug yourself in. The only, you know, good, thing about, the only good thing about Fox News is that $5,000 a night hooker, what's her name, uh, Megan Kelly, she's, she's eye candy. That's the only thing good about Fox News. Well, I mean, Fox News, they're the ones that went to the – did you ever see that show on Fox News? I don't know if it's still on, but I know years ago when I had Dish Network, I turn on, I'm like, what the heck is this? this is this Fox News? And it's like, yeah, this is Fox News. What, what the heck is this? You got a couple of hookers. You something? got a couple of hookers and a guy sitting at a bar, talking. Oh God! Oh. Yeah, and and actually, you know, the hookers were like the Megyn Kelly types, and uh, you know, these were supposedly newscasters, and they're on there discussing the news at a bar, and it's like, what, what are they doing in a bar? They have no business discussing news in a bar. Oh, my God. Where else are you going to find sports in a bar, Frank? Al. You don't discuss news where, in a bar. Where else are you going to find hookers, Al? Come on. You know. Yeah, what are you going to do? Know, so that's I what they know. did. They had these chicks dressed up in short skirts and tight dresses. And uh, ooh, look how smart they are. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like and, these reality yeah. shows, The Housewives in New Jersey or New York yeah. or wherever, Atlanta or whatever yeah. it is, garbage but, is. You know, you, you know, it's really no uh, no shock that Fox News would do something like that. You read the new the new news headline here about Rupert Murdoch? What about Ru- Rupert? Oh, What's the, the United States has decided they're not going to press charges against old Rupert, even though he spied on everybody and broke the law and stuff. But, nah, we're not going to prosecute I thought that happened in, I thought that was in England, not yeah, in it was, here. But you see, some of the, well, see, some of the uh, guys that were hacking were doing so while they were in the United States. Oh, they did it from here, in other words. Yeah, okay. some of them did, but that's okay. They're not going to uh, prosecute him. And, I, you know, I... He's got I, too much money. No, he has too much dirt on them, okay, because... Oh, what on, he them, did, on them, on yeah. them. Just like Hitler, he had all that dirt on those people. Sure. Remember oh, the he dirt hacked, that Hitler... He hacked into all their private accounts and stuff. He's got the goods on these people. Well, he should. He should be going to jail. Well, he should, Anybody but who's stupid him. enough like that uh, actress, what's her name, Jennifer Lawrence, who puts nude pictures of herself right. on the Internet and then cries about it? Right. How stupid are these people, Frank? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, and Rupert... Frank, I have nothing in the cloud, Frank. I, I haven't either. even got one-tenth of a, of a bite in the cloud, let alone one bite. No, the, the only thing I ever do in the cloud is transfer uh, MP3 files that, of people's shows. You know, that they That's want it. to transfer, you know, and the, for me to play. Oh, you mean for the archive if they purchase them, in other words? No, 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 no. These are hosts that want me to, you know, oh, I can't make it for my show. Can you play this? Oh, okay. And and the couple of people that I have is pre-records that they record. Oh, in other words, pre-records, okay. Yeah, and they send it to me and I play it. You know, that's all I, oh, okay. that's all I use it for, Al, is a Dropbox. You know, oh, and, well, uh, then, you know, then you're not going to, then, then, you know, nah, you're not what? Any you know, who kind of a moron puts all their personal information on a cloud? Oh, isn't that a nice name? I for... got friends who do it, and I told them about it, and I said, aren't you worried about it? And they said, well, my life is an open book. You know what? You can have my life as a closed book as far as I'm well, concerned. You know, so sure, do, they, do they even understand what the cloud?
know what it is. They know exactly what if it somebody is. Somebody else's you know hard like, drive. You know, it's like tell. It's like telling somebody. Have you talked? Have you looked up in the sky and seen the chemtrails? And they say, Oh, you mean the stuff that the jets leave? And then they leave. I says, No, but they don't leave the chemtrails. You ever notice that? Oh, there's no such thing as chemtrails. Uh-huh. No such thing. Yeah, no such thing. No, no. And you know what you do? You walk away from those people, Frank. And you're you're yeah, banging well, your head you know, against. Well, you really are because I mean. You know, all somebody has to do, but, you know, it takes, oh, probably five minutes out of your time, and gosh, who has that kind of time, huh, Al? No, I haven't got five minutes to spare. i got to watch Dancing with the Stars <laughs> coming up. We're going to see who's up. I, and then, I don't now want to miss my stu- show. Now that the Stupid Bowl is over, they got the Pro Bowl to go to, and then no, they got to wait for nine with, months. Oh, the Pro Bowl was gone, too, now. Oh, yeah. They, they used to play it after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess they anymore. play it before. They do it before the Stupid Bowl. Uh, now. If okay. you want to see the worst, the most boring, any kind of sport in the world, the Pro Bowl pretty much is it. Do you know they don't even do AFC versus NFC anymore? Oh, really? They don't? No, now they pick they pick two guys and, uh, you know, two ex-pro football players, and they pick their team. It's like oh, it's that football. Wonder. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, God, another waste of time. Except nobody who goes to the Super Bowl actually goes in the Pro Bowl because they have it the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody that's playing rating. in the big game doesn't play in the smaller right. game. It okay. has the well, worst. You know, I, nobody, nobody cares. The, the other one is the uh, watching the ball go back and forth over the net. <laughs> there's another one. You know, there's well, another one. Look, I, I can't ever remember, uh, even when I used to really like watching football, I mean, I used mm-hmm. to spend three hours a Sunday or, you know, watching football. I you used know? to spend six like a dummy watching both games. You know, but the thing is, I never liked the Pro Bowl. It was always a crap game. It was always just, oh, my gosh, this is boring. This is Stupid! This is. They're well, not then even you know really what, playing. Frank? You turn off the knob. You doesn't. Oh, I don't. I didn't watch it. that. I don't watch that. But I did read about it on the internet, and I'm like, what the heck is this? Because I had no idea they changed the rules like two years ago or something. And I'm like, didn't even know. I'm like, and what? you know what? I don't care, <laughs> and I don't care about the deflated ball oh! and the guy that beat. Al, guess what? what? They do in the Pro Bowl. You're gonna love this. This is just. I can imagine what. What? Yeah, they. You know how the. the... <laughs> This is so stupid, it's funny. The, uh, yeah. You know, the goalposts, they're, they're yeah. a certain distance apart, and they always have been. This is what they are, right? Well, for yeah. the Pro Bowl, they, they, but only for, not for, ex, oh, not for field goals, but for extra points, they move the goalposts in six inches. In, instead of out. Yeah. Instead of away, the way they did for the other one for the uh, for the regular game. Well, they no, they start at the regular thing and then they move them in for extra points. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, did, did you think? Yeah, I, I, I was away from it for so long, and I have been away. I didn't even realize they were running for ex, two extra points like they do in the college game. I didn't even know that they had did that until somebody told me about it. Yeah, they rarely do it though. Oh, they do. They could, uh, they do do it. I mean, if they if they need the points, they'll try for they'll try to run it in and get two points instead of one. Well, sure. They they 
when it, they're desperate, they will try, but yeah. I mean, they rarely mm-hmm. ever do it because. But uh, the way they changed the rules, like you said, Frank, people are getting tired of all this garbage. Well, they are, and and that's what I'm reading is because you know, other than uh, really, other than this Super Bowl, which did very well as it should have, it was a great game. But the thing is, the season. They're losing market share. Less and less people are watching. They're not doing as good as they were doing. Which yeah. means their ad revenues are down then, too. Then that's right. That well, yeah. It, it all comes back to money. And the thing is. Absolutely. Like, that's you know, why I don't watch it anymore, because it's a business. You know, and they can't figure out why. And everybody keeps trying to tell them it's because you keep screwing with the game. And and they don't care. They don't listen. They, you know. Because there's people who are paid to come up with stupid ideas, Al. Yeah. Just like I in business. So. You know, just like yeah. in corporations, man, there's people sitting there. And government, oh, my gosh, look at government, all the dumb ideas they come up with. For what reason? Well, because somebody, you know, I'm getting paid. i got to come up with an idea. Uh, idiots. The White House predicts a, reg- a record $3.176 trillion, and they're going to spend $4 trillion probably if that's $3.176, aren't they, Frank? Well, they'll spend more than they bring in by far. I mean, you know, the debt. What happens, Frank, if you and I spend what we haven't got, Frank? You think we go broke real quick, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, if you and I, if we all have $100, Frank. You know what you do? You just go out and get another credit card. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, you just keep (laughs) running up those credit cards. You're not not thinking. thinking. Is this a great, Frank, is this a great country or what? I can just (laughs) keep spending what I ain't got. That's right. Never got. You never will have. You know, just. Get another credit card. What the heck? You know, the government does it. I think everybody should not ever pay anything off on their credit cards. The only ones that make sense are the debit cards, because if you don't have it, you can't buy it. End of story. You don't have the money, Frank. You better come back when you do, Frank. We're not giving you any credit. The whole system is just a a scam fraud in the first place. They never loan you anything in the first place. They just take your signature and create commercial paper with it, and then start passing it around. When you sign on the dotted line for your house or something, your, quote, mortgage, all you've done is you've given them the house, haven't you, Frank? No, you've given that. What you've done is you've given them the credit. You've created whatever it is they said that house was worth for them to use. And then they go out there, and they start passing it around and chopping it up until that house you bought, they're floating around $10 million for it. They're never going to get that. That house isn't worth ten million dollars. This is what I look at these prices that these people are paying two hundred million dollars for a uh, for a condominium or a flat or an apartment in London. Two hundred million for a two bedroom condo. I mean, ridiculous. Well, Al, these that's what derivatives are. You know, they take they take your they take your signature, then they they create commercial paper with it, then they chop it up into little pieces, and your twenty thousand dollar house. Is now floating around on paper for a million dollars. Well, your house why aren't is never, the, you know, never going to be worth a million dollars. That loan is never why aren't the MERS people in jail, Frank? Why aren't, is, yeah. M, why aren't they in jail, Frank? MERS, you know, MERS? That's a good question. They should all be in jail, MERS. And not one of them went. Not one of the Wall Street bankers went to jail. Not one of the Wall oh, what's his name? No, what's his name is taking their place. Madoff is taking their place for them. That's who's in jail for them. Yeah, They're one guy. Place. One, One guy. guy isn't. Yeah, and he's in jail for some Ponzi scam. He's not in jail for manipulating the market. Well, isn't that what a Ponzi scheme is? It's a manipulation, isn't it? A Ponzi well, scheme? manipulation of people stealing their money. But I mean, these guys—they 
what what's that uh thing that the big deal the uh thing they manipulated the the bank rate? I mean, these, oh, the LIBOR. Yeah, the LIBOR. They get all those people. Man, that those criminals make Bernie Madoff look like some street punk on the corner, you know, robbing people's quarters out of their pockets. <laughs> I mean, geez. You know, and then, oh, Goldman Sachs, ooh, big fine, a billion dollars. Yeah, they made about a trillion dollars in illegal activity. In the, ooh, they yeah, so they, they fine them one-tenth of a percent or a hundredth of a percent of what they made. Yeah, that's a real uh, – Pennies, you know, pennies out of their pockets, yeah. yeah that makes whatever. them not want to do that again, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, what, Frank? Yep, we we're out of time. time. Yep, we'll see you again next week, Al. Thanks we'll for being on. We'll see you next week, Frank. Bye-bye. Folks, I'll see you again tonight. Thanks for listening, as always. Now stay tuned, Financial Survival coming up next. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Adisk, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Tuesday, February 3rd, 2015. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. What's going on? 
Uh, sometimes I wonder. I think that's the whole purpose. If we all knew what was going on, we wouldn't need radio programs like this, would we? Really? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. If everyone knew what was going on, including you and me, programs wouldn't be necessary. Yeah. It's precisely because we don't exactly know what's going on, but we have some suspicions. Well, there's a lot of crazy things going on. I, you know, I, I just, when I read things, it's just they just become amazed at all the weird and bizarre things that are going on in this world. It, it's just, uh, and then when you get into the finances and you see conditions in a, a, certainly the, the condition of the country, that becomes a little more frightening. But, oh boy, you, I mean, just a bizarre world. That we live in. I mean, we can touch on some of those later on, but first let's talk about the bizarre world of gold today. You have gold down $13. At twelve hundred and sixty-one, you have silver up seven at seventeen thirty-six. Platinum was also up seven dollars at twelve hundred and thirty-seven. Palladium's just sort of hanging out at seven ninety. USDX today down. It was down over a full point. Right now, it's just shy point nine nine at ninety-three fifty-nine. Crude oil today, uh, after a seven-month drop of more than fifty percent. You certainly see some rise in the oil prices, uh, rose for the fourth straight day, and uh, jumping, um, it was over 3, 339 or 7% to actually 52.96 a barrel in New York. So uh, uh, the rig count down, and um, so, you know, you hear all kinds of discussions, whether this is just some sort of a technical bounce or you know, we're going to be heading back up. Now, all of a sudden, now the Saudis are saying, oh, yeah, you could see $200 in oil. Um, so, you know, kind of like the world in which we live. They they give you the, the extremes of each, and uh, which means uh, just shows the, you know, the uh, how volatile the world is because no one really knows what to expect. Uh, when you have all these markets that are so rigged over a long period of time and uh, adjusted through speculation and trading and so forth, nobody knows what to expect. But uh, you had the Dow jump, uh, and they gave me a brand-new page. I don't know why they did that. The the Dow jumped 275 points, uh, actually more than that, 303 points, uh, based on oil. And for some reason, they took away my... Where I always get my numbers, they thought it was more important to talk about the Dow jumping 300 points in oil and just uh, took away all my numbers. Um, so you also had, um, hey, when they do this, I can't leave, leave things alone, Al. Just like Yahoo, they constantly have to change things. Leave it alone. <laughs> people justify their things. jobs. Oh now, my people God. justify their jobs, Melody. They've got to tinker with things to prove that they're necessary and important. If they didn't make changes, they wouldn't have a job. It's, well, give me a notice. Hey, we're going to change the look of our screens here in the next month, so be ready. Instead of you go there and all this, oh, it just drives me insane. The Dow was up 305 points at 17,666. 17,666. NASDAQ up 51 at 47.27. The S&P up 29 at 2,050. Uh, the 10-year yield, that was up pretty big, 1.78. 
up 0.11. And again, oil was up big today, back up over 50 bucks, uh, 52, climbing over 53. So euro is climbing big today, 1.32 to the upside, back at 1.15. So naturally, we'd see the euro gain a little bit of strength when we saw a little bit of weakness in the uh, in the U.S. dollar, but uh, Greece's finance minister said that the new radical left government was willing to accept alternative strategies for making his country's debt load more bearable. And uh, this was a report out of the Financial Times. They re- reported that uh, the Greek finance minister had backed off the idea of a flat debt write-off uh, in a meeting held yesterday in London. Instead, he suggested replacing old debt with new bonds that would be repaid only if Greece's economy grows. He also suggested using interest-only bonds. So, you know, I guess another reason why the markets were, you know. And who will they sell these bonds to? (laughs) Well, what are they going to have to pay? I don't know. Do you get a free? Do you get a free? Free. uh, Free trip to the Mediterranean? Prescription. No, I'm thinking a prescription for uh, Prozac. Mm. You're going to buy Greek bonds, and maybe then you'll need some Prozac in the near future, and uh, maybe get a free supply. Well, the European markets loved it. Uh, France's market was up over 1%. Uh, the FTSE was up over 1%. The DAX has been up a tear. That was only at 0.6%. On the news, you had most of the stock markets in Asia. They they closed all higher too. So the world is just happy, Al. <laughs> no, the world is strange, and it's I'm not. Sh- no one really knows what's going on, and I that's part of the problem. Again, nobody's really in control. I don't know if anyone has ever been in control, but clearly no one is in control right now. People aren't. They they're reacting. It's, things happen and they just react. And you squeeze the economic balloon at one point and bulge someplace else. Somebody else tries to squeeze it at that bulge and at that bulge and it goes down, but it bulges in a in a second or third place. And everybody's just—it's evidence of a kind of desperation, where people are doing anything that they think might work in order to hold this thing together a while longer. But it does not. Can you imagine that we are coming on a moment when things are going to calm down and become stable? Do you see that, Melody? When things become stable? Yeah, calm down and become stable. And all of a sudden people say, oh, I know what the market's going to do. It's predictable. We've got a, we have a predictable trend. I know what the price of gold is going to do. We have a predictable trend. The world is sensible. It makes you know, it's, it's reasonable, rational, we understand it. Do you see that moment in the near future? No, I don't. I don't see how anyone can I mean, imagine. The, market, the markets have been too rigged. The markets have been – there is no more free market. And, I mean, that is a, a question that was – or a comment that was sent in uh, by email um, from a listener. And let me see if I can pull that up here and what he says. And it's because of this that we'll, you know, yeah. until we have that – event, and then events used to create more unrest. He says, I listen to your broadcast every day. Um, He says, uh, uh, one thing I'd like you to touch on is speculation. He says, it is primarily the fault of speculators that oil reached over $100 a barrel, and now it seems they're trying to artificially inflate the price of oil yet again. Uh, It would be nice if you called them on this. 
Speculators did the same thing with housing prices and helping on the 2008 crash. This sort of speculation should be stopped. It is as harmful to the little guy as anything government or the Fed could come up with, although the nefarious the, the activities are protected by the government. Uh, he would also opine on how it appears that the free market is dying out of its own internal contradictions. Crony capitalism and too big to fail, after all, may be signs of uh, capitalism's decadence. He says if business needs government to survive, eventually government will decide that the fig leaf or independent business may no longer be necessary. He says as a Christian, he could also point out that it was godlessness, not economics, that brought down the Soviet Union. God has stacked the deck from that unhappy nation's inception. This is just some food for thought from a faithful listener, and we thank you for sending us your comments. Well, one thing I'd like to see in the markets, even if, you know, at the moment, I would even accept the idea that the markets can be manipulated if they would be manipulated in a way that seemed rational to the rest of the world. I'm not in favor of manipulation. I don't want a manipulated market. I want a free market. But I could even put up with a manipulated market if it seemed rational. I don't even know what these people are trying to accomplish right now. I don't doubt that the market's being moved artificially, but what is the purpose? What can we count on? It's like the price of crude oil. You know, is it going up? Is it going down? What is driving this stuff? If we had any reasonable idea of what's re what forces are at work right now, it would make things a lot easier. Uh, the, whoever wrote that in, whoever wrote that uh, that email talked about uh, capitalism is becoming decadent, uh, and it's failing. And I disagree with that. I mean, a lot of people are making a complaint against capitalism, and they're blaming capitalism for whatever failures we may see, may have seen in the markets, and may see in the future. So this is evidence of the failure of capitalism. We haven't had capitalism in this country since 1971 when they went off the gold standard, completely off the gold standard, even on international, even on internationally held dollars. I believe capitalism requires capital. And I don't regard paper promises to pay as capital. I think if you're going to do capitalism, you need gold and silver. You need real capitalism. You need real capital if you're going to do capitalism. And to say, that, oh, the capitalism system has failed. We haven't had a capitalist system here for 40 years or more. We've had a fiat currency system. I'm not at all convinced that it's that there's any that, that that is anything like capitalism. I don't believe it's true. So, in any case, I'd like to see stable markets, rational markets, something that moved on the basis of fundamentals that we were able to understand, not on whether or not Janet Yellen said the word patience or ibbity bobbity boo or abracadabra. The markets become magical, controlled by sorcerers battling in the netherworld someplace. And all of it has become so disassociated from ordinary people. It's hard to even, I don't know what, it's hard to know what to think of it. It's hard to know if you even should think of it. 
maybe it's just off in a world where I'm going to content myself. I'm going to live my own little world down here and try to control things in my own environment. I'm going to stack up gold and silver coins. Whatever they do in the markets, I don't care. Go ahead, do whatever you want up there. It's all crazy. If you want to go in a crazy place, go to the crazy place. It's okay with me. Maybe I'll just stop worrying about it. Well, it almost seems like capitalism is something that needs to continue to grow, and you have to keep feeding it. And the thing is, for one thing, pardon? It needs to be defined where people understand. Well, I think what do we mean when we say when I say the word capitalism, you say it, somebody else says it. Do we have a common definition anywhere here? I'm defining it as a system of economics that relies on capital, and I'm defining capital. I'm thinking of capital in terms of something tangible. Well, I'm talking about the, you know, like it's, uh, um, you know, your markets. I mean, it's it's a means of trade and industry, uh, owned, operated, free markets, profits. And I think when you define it in that way, it's something that has to continue to grow. And I think eventually you would think it goes global, which we have. Globalism was accepted, um, and it has grown. Um, It's crossed borders. But it comes a time, just like anything else, it's almost like it has become too big. And if you can't feed it anymore, it's going to collapse. Well, when we talk about capitalism in the market. Right, and then it's not funded by what you talk about. It also distorts and corrupts that system. Well, we talk about, you just mentioned the idea of capital in the markets. From my perspective, I would say it's precisely because we don't have real capital in the markets that make the markets manipulable. There is such a word. It's because they can sell paper gold on comics that they can manipulate the price of gold. And they say, well, this paper gold, and we're paying it for it with paper dollars or digital dollars or whatever. See, this is capital. I don't think it is. I think if the markets only responded to people who bought and paid for stock with 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 a real money like gold and silver, I'd sit back and say, well, all right. Now we have a free market. But when we take the gold and silver out and we allow some groups of people that are closely the Federal Reserve or or major financial institutions closely associated with the Federal Reserve, they get to spend all kinds of paper, which is nothing but promises. Promises to pay. That's all the paper is. They're not paying for the stock. The stocks are being moved up, down, or sideways based on promises rather than payments. I don't see capitalism as being a function of promises. I know you can't make that. That's not a true statement in the sense that, yeah, there's some promises in capitalism. I get that. But the bottom line in capitalism has to be payments, and that means it has to be gold and silver, not just pieces of paper, not just digital dollars and fiat currencies. So do we have capital in the markets? I don't see any capitalism. Who's paying for anything in gold right now? And it becomes, you know, it's confusing. Is my statement correct that capitalism is only a function of gold or silver? Well, it seems correct to me, but it might not be. But part of the problem we've got, we can't even agree 
on what the fundamentals are. Does capitalism mean only gold and silver for money, or does it include the rest of it? The whole thing has become so confusing. You can sit back and say, what's going on here? And you're right. They've and taken, who's going to answer the question? They have taken that term, and you have various different perspectives uh, on this and different analysis of capitalism. And, and then when you bring in modernization, you bring in computers and how things are traded, and you're right, that replaced gold and silver, the true capital. I mean, it's just like, it's just a, a confusion. Yeah, so how can, how can anything work? Sounds great. Sounds I like it should that work. It sounds great. You know, well, in, the, in the conception, to... I think in the conception of it, yeah, when it yeah. was small and when it was manageable and when it was when it did what it was supposed to do, but through growth, through globalization, through different world ideas and different tribes, different communities, different thoughts, different, I mean, you you can't combine it all together. I think if you have capitalism, various places around, it has to be defined in those areas. And you're right. And again, you know, when you have a fiat currency, just kind of, you know, distorts it even more. Sort of defeats it. I don't see you see fiat currency as capital. But we can talk more about that. We'll take a break for some commercial announcements and we'll we'll figure it out in the next segment. We'll know for sure. Then we'll know for sure. Is it is fiat <laughs> is fiat currency capital or is it not? Maybe we'll figure it out. Stay tuned. Melody and I will be back in a moment on financial survival. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
Does the cost and risk of conventional healthcare concern you? Wouldn't you prefer inexpensive solutions to health problems rather than disease management? If so, tune in to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7 p.m. on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, where your healthcare options just became endless. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedars, Stream on Financial Survival. Brought to you today by Discount Gold and Silver, 1-800-375-4188 for all your gold and silver coin needs. I'm going to bring some capitalism to the show, to the program today. Men's State 61, $20 Liberty gold pieces, real money. We used to use these. Can you imagine taking a $20 gold piece and taking it to the store to buy your groceries or you know, your clothing, your horse, your carriage. Um, so it's kind of neat when you think about it. Men's State 61, $20 Liberty gold pieces. And hopefully we'll be doing that again soon in our future. But for now, you can buy them as a great investment at very low prices. And we, again, they're, they're just priced um, lowest spread between gold eagles and the $20 gold pieces that I've ever seen in all my years. And we're looking at $1,400 from in-state, 61, $20 Liberty Gold Pieces certified by NGC or PCGS. You can purchase a American Gold Eagle today for a little over $1,300. And today you could buy a in-state, 61, $20 Liberty Gold Piece for $1,400. The spread is 70 bucks. And it's not that the coins, I've actually lowered my prices to give you this great deal. Price does include shipping, so you can just give us a call, 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Make sure you visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com, and make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter. Okay, what about capitalism, Melody? What about it? Are we going to save it or get rid of it, or what shall we do with capitalism? Let's throw it out. No, we can't do that. I think, and in fact, I think it may even be coming back. And and part of the reason I say that is just because China has been scrambling to get more gold, more gold, more gold, more gold. I think they are at least doing that in anticipation of a time when we are going to, when the manipulated markets, the paper markets, they are going to degrade and perhaps disappear, and those who have the gold will make the rules, right? Golden rule and the rest of that. It's been true for several thousand years. It's going to probably be true again. We've had a moment, you know, in, in terms of world history, we've had a moment, another moment. We go through these things periodically of fiat currency. It all sounds like such a good idea from the really smart people who start to say, well, we can do this and we can manipulate the economy and we can keep things, we can alter the business cycle. 
You know, people blame Keynesian economics for a lot of our trouble. And the truth is, we haven't tried Keynesian economics. Right? What Keynes said is his object was to smooth out the business cycle, where we go through our periodic booms, and then we fall down into a bust, and then we go into a boom, and then we fall down into a bust. And he said, look, we need to moderate this thing, where we're not having busts, is what we want to avoid, but we're also going to have, in order to avoid that, we're not going to have the big booms. And the idea behind Keynesian economics was pretty simple. When you have something like an economic boom going on, that's the time you raise taxes and you slow the boom down and you acquire those, that ta- those tax dollars and you store them in the vault in anticipation of the next bust. And when we go into an economic bust, you spend all of the money that you saved from the last boom, and you bring us back out of the bust, and we have the booms aren't so high and the busts aren't so low. Well, it's not such a bad idea, and it may even and it's even viable, really, if you would actually raise taxes during the boom and save the money. And the government doesn't do that. So we'll raise taxes, all right, but we're not going to save it. We're going to spend it as fast as it comes in the door. And it's not saved for the next inevitable bust. They just spend it in order to grow the government, make government more powerful and larger. And the point, I'm, the point is that Keynesian economics takes a lot of it's, – it's accused of being responsible for much of our trouble. But the truth is government has never had the discipline to apply Keynesian economics. And I'm not advocating Keynesian economics. That's not my point. My point is it takes the blame, but it's never really been implemented because they don't intend to pull the punch bowl away during the booms, and they certainly don't intend to save any money that they can spend to offset the next bust. This whole thing is debt-based, which is another point. Capitalism. Capitalism requires capital. Capital cannot be a debt Right? To me, it's just a certain amount of common sense. We have a debt-based monetary system. All of our dollars are measures of debt. How can we have capitalism if all of our dollars are debt-based monetary instruments? We have something other than capitalism, and that's why we're having the trouble right now. So we'll watch and see. Here's an article on China. Capital- capitalism, I was always that it would basically tie to a free market. Mm-hmm. And you're right. When we go off the standard, the gold standard, and you introduce the fiat currency, this is where you no longer truly have that free market. That's right. So I don't think it's, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not capitalism isn't fiat currency. It's a system. But it is based on free markets, and those free markets become manipulated once you go off the gold, the gold standard. standard. So why? Why? I mean, why? Why? Because why? there are no more. There's no more accountability in in in, in, in because you can you have corruption. I mean, the fiat currency allows you the corruption and, and allows you to manipulate. It allows you to write blank, non-sufficient checks. Yes. Gold like I said, there's no accountability. Well, that's what we're coming down to. If the markets are, if you can only buy stock with gold or silver coin, <laughs> don't 
fiat. I get that, textbook. Well, this is the point. I get when we that. go to fiat, it makes manipulation possible for whoever is able to print the money. They just print that. it, spend it how they want. Got an article here on China. In the final two, in the final two weeks of China, uh, China, uh, two, excuse me, the final two weeks of January, China ratcheted up her imports of gold to 70 tons and 71 tons. We're bringing in 10 tons a day. If they sustain that rate, they'd import 40% more gold this year than the world produces tells us that China's most recent rate of imports can't be sustained. They can't continue to do 10 tons a day. All right, import 10 tons a day for, they may do it for another week or two or three or 10. I don't know. They can't do it for the whole year. But in any case, if they did sustain this rate, in theory, they'd import 40% more gold than the world produces. This tells us that China's most recent rate of imports can't be sustained and leaves us wondering why. Are they ramping up imports just now? Have they decided to dump some of their dollars? Do they expect the price of gold is about to rise significantly, so they're buying all the cheap gold they can acquire right at this moment? They see a big bump in the price of gold. At the buying rate seen in the last half of January, China's purchases of gold might be described as almost desperate. Maybe they're trying to get all the gold they can lay their hands on because they know the time is fast approaching when they won't be able to buy much gold. Possible. We don't know that's true, but it's possible. Does China know something is about to happen that will cause gold to become increasingly scarce and valuable? With China's January purchases in perspective, in just two weeks, China imported six times more gold than the COMEX even claims to have as deliverable income or inventory. If China's appetite for gold remains as insatiable, as indicated by purchases 70 tons a week, 10 tons a day, the last two weeks of January, we can suppose that the world markets may soon be almost devoid of gold. You can't buy gold at that rate and at 40% more than the rate of production and expect the market to continue to have a supply, at least not at these prices. Prices went up dramatically. Yeah, there's a supply then. People would be more willing to sell their gold that they've stored away. But this China's China's current buying rate can't be sustained, of course. Um, if China does attempt, if China is desperate to get the last ounce of gold it possibly can, because it thinks something big is about to happen, then it's possible that China may decide to raid COMEX in order to acquire whatever gold remains in the COMEX vaults. In theory, at the most recent buying rates, China could wipe out COMEX and destroy it by simply demanding to take delivery of COMEX physical gold for three days. China's buying 10 tons a day. COMEX has only got about 30 tons that it might, that it might be available. In theory, all right, it's not that simple, but in theory, China could wipe out COMEX by taking delivery on three days' worth of gold. This suggests that the COMEX gold market may soon be reduced to irrelevance, as they may have no product available for delivery. Again, 
if China's appetite for gold is that enormous at this moment, and if it persists, it seems inevitable that they're going to clean out the COMEX wall. One way or another, I guarantee they're thinking about it, and it seems almost inevitable that they will do so. A two-tier market might result, wherein we see uh, large down days on the COMEX paper gold market, at the same time, we see huge up days in physical metal as traders begin to understand the true dichotomy between paper gold, and that's what's traded on the COMEX market primarily, and physical gold. I'm told that the ratio may be 90 to 100 ounces of paper gold to every one ounce of physical gold that moves on COMEX. Right? What it is mostly is a paper market. What is the dichotomy? between the gold, the paper gold, and physical gold, it's this. Paper gold is nothing but a promise to pay. Right? Yes, it's a promise to pay in gold, but it's still just a promise to pay. Paper, paper gold, paper dollars, paper stock, paper, paper bonds, they're all promises to pay. None of them are actual payments. You want to work for promises? You want to work for payments. If you want to work for payments, physical gold is an actual payment, not a promise to pay, a payment. We have spent our lives, most of us, working for green pieces of paper that are nothing but promises to pay. We've invested in stocks and bonds and 401ks and pension funds, and all of them are nothing but paper promises to pay. And we're coming to a point where the promises can't be kept. And if you're smart, you're going to want to take payments rather than promises to pay. You want to invest in promises to pay? Do you want to invest in paper debt instruments? Or do you want to invest in payments like gold or silver, tools, land, something tangible? Once you begin to see, once you begin to view your investments in terms of promises to pay versus payments, your investment choices, in my opinion, are going to be significantly simplified won't necessarily make things easier, but you're going to be able to look, do I want a paper? Do I want an I Here, I borrow $1,000 from you. <clears throat> Time comes for me to repay the debt. Which would you rather have? $1,000 or another one of my IOUs? And I promise to pay you $1,000 a month from now, a year from now, whatever. Do you want the payment? Do you want the promise to pay? That's not necessarily a good example because I'm using dollars as a payment um, in this example to illustrate the difference between my IOU, IOU and a dollar. dollar and thousand dollars would be better than my IOU, but the thousand dollars is still paper. We work for these promises to pay. We've built our lives on these promises to pay. We've risked our retirement based on these promises to pay. But if you look around, the promises can't all be kept. We're going broke. That means a lot of us who depend on those promises are going to be wiped out. In any case, if China thinks something big is about to happen, what might it be? You know, there's a sovereign, maybe it's a sovereign debt reset where the governments of the world simply cancel some or all of their existing national debt. For the past eight months, the dollar's purchasing power rose almost 20% as measured on the U.S. dollar index. Right? That's evidence of deflation. Deflation is supposed to be anathema for debtors because it forces them to repay their debt more, 
valuable dollars, and thus drives debtors toward bankruptcies and bankruptcy and economies toward depression. The U.S. government's debtor government is the world's biggest debtor. As such, U.S. government has a powerful interest in causing inflation and preventing deflation. Nevertheless, the U.S. government has allowed deflation to manifest over the past eight months. It's made no significant effort to stop that apparent deflation as measured on the U.S. dollar index. This is amazing to me. All right? The government, there's only one way it makes sense for government to allow deflation, which is bad for debtors, and the government is the biggest debtor in the world. There's only one way it makes sense, and that is if government knows there is a moment fast approaching when government is going to repudiate some or all of the national debt. It may be a moment where there's going to be a sovereign uh, debt reset for the whole world, and they're going to wipe out all the government debt, and they're going to say, okay, we're going to start over again. If they do that, those of you holding the relative debt instruments, paper debt instruments, you're going to lose your assets. Those of you that are holding gold and silver are going to do well. Maybe this explains China buying gold at the rate of 10 cents a day at the end of January. We're going to take a break for some more commercials. I'm Alfred Adams here with Melody Cedarstrom, and we'll be back in a moment. Please stay tuned. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now.
folks. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on financial survival. During the break, Melody mentioned the Jubilee, which is something you see in the Old Testament. They used to have a Jubilee every 50 years, my understanding. I've heard some people say the Jubilee is supposed to be every seven years. My understanding is every 50. But regardless of what the time frame is, Jubilee was a year when all previous debts were canceled. Every 50 years, my understanding, they would cancel all previous debts. If you'd borrowed $100,000 from someone to buy, who knows, a down payment on a new Rolls Royce or something, you borrow that, that debt gets canceled. You don't have to repay the $100,000. And some people said, well, how could that work? Well, it could work. It was even a good idea back in the Old Testament because it would prevent people, creditors, from becoming so wealthy that they could dominate the society. Every 50 years, essentially, we zeroed out whatever they'd loaned out to people. And they were instructed to keep on lending, even though they knew that the Jubilee was only a year, two years, or three years away. Keep on lending. That was part of the instruction in the the Old Testament. And uh, when the year came, fine, the debts canceled. It was a way of redistributing wealth that had been concentrated in the hands of creditors and move it back in part to the ordinary people and prevent an oligarchy. Jubilee would prevent an oligarchy. But we couldn't have a jubilee today. And the reason is because we have a debt-based monetary system. Right? Let me explain. If we're in the Jubilee in the Old Testament, and I borrowed 10 ounces of gold from Melody, Jubilee, Jubilee rolls around and cancels the debt, and I don't have to pay the 10 ounces of gold to Melody. And Melody is out the 10 ounces, that's true. But the 10 ounces still exists. It's there in the economy. And although I may have it, in a way that perhaps is unfair and unjust, the economy itself is not damaged by the disappearance of our money. You can have a jubilee in a society that has an asset-based monetary system. Because even though the debt's canceled, the asset is still there. The 10 ounces of gold are still there in the economy. I got them. Maybe I spent them on somebody down the street. Maybe I gave them to my kids. I don't know, but they're still, the 10 ounces are still there. The economy is not diminished by canceling the debt. All they've done is income redistribution or wealth redistribution. But if you go to today where our, where our currency uh, is a debt-based monetary instrument, <clears throat> if the government, for example, said, hooray, we're going to have a jubilee and we're going to end we're going to wipe out all the debt, including the $18 trillion, the official designation for the, eight, for the, for the national debt, $18 trillion, canceled. The problem with that, you cancel that debt. You cancel, you void all of the correlative paper debt instruments. If you've got $18 trillion in bonds out there, you don't have $18 trillion in gold. We have $18 trillion in bonds. And when someone says, that's it, we're having a jubilee and we've canceled all the debt. Well, guess what? You've also rendered $18 trillion in bonds worthless. You will, they can't 
effectively cancel the debt without collapsing the economy. We can't have a jubilee in this country because we are saddled with a debt, and if we deny the debt, we wipe out our paper debt instruments. We wipe out $18 trillion in bonds. This country can't stand that kind of a paper loss. So you can't have a jubilee with a paper debt, with a currency built on, on, on paper debt instruments. You could have it in an economy that's based on gold, silver, still there in the economy. It's been redistributed a little bit and shaken up a little bit, but it's still there. Cancel a debt in today's economy, you wipe out. The correlative bonds are disappeared, and all the people that are holding them are wiped out. See what I'm saying, Melody? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the reason we can't have a jubilee today with our with our existing monetary system. And so we're caught with this debt. And, you know, <clears throat> when you look at it, there's even evidence, and some of you may have heard of this, of some people they have a mortgage, for example. They take borrowed money from the bank. <clears throat> the banks, in some instances, have imposed a penalty, not if you pay too slowly, but if you pay too fast. If you paid off your loan too fast, the banks would impose a penalty on people, and people would say, what kind of, what's this? This is crazy talk. I'm just trying to get out from under this mortgage as fast as I can. The bank is imposing a penalty. Yeah, because when you get out from under the mortgage, you are canceling the value of the correlative debt instrument. You are essentially, if you pay too fast, you're robbing the bank of the value of that debt instrument, which they expected to last for 30 years. If you're paying it off in 15 or 20, guess what? The bank is saying, hey, we're losing money on this deal. So they impose a fine on it. They don't explain it. But it's part of the same idea that I'm trying to illustrate, trying to, that I'm trying to explain when, in terms of comparing paper debt instruments versus asset instruments. Asset instruments, you can have a jubilee. Paper, you can't. You can't get rid of the debt without causing enormous havoc. You can't pay the debt, and that's where we are today. We're caught in a situation where the debt is too big to be repaid, and yet we can't repudiate it either without wiping out trillions of dollars in paper assets. You are darned if you do and darned if you don't. What are you going to do, folks? What are you going to do? Are you going to repudiate the debts? <laughs> or are you going to keep on trying to pay a debt that's already too big to ever be repaid? Which are you going to do? You know, it's a little like riding the tiger. You can't stay on forever, and if you dismount, the tiger is going to eat you. What are you going to do? Keep riding a tiger that you can't ride forever? Well, jump off and hope for the best. And that's kind of where this world is right now. That's where the economy is, or at least we're approaching that time. So what are we going to do, Melody? Are we going to cancel the debt, or are we going to keep trying to pay it, even though it's too big to ever be repaid in full? Well, I think everybody knows the answer to that. They're, they're going to continue to try to do what they can do until they're ready to, until that outside event no longer allows them to do it. Yeah, no. One way or another. We'll one way or another, tiger. it's coming off the tiger. Yeah, no, uh, and that's what I meant. I mean, yeah, if you default on the debt, you're right. All those, all those bonds, I mean, everything just turns worthless. Yeah, that's the problem. And then that, and, you can't pay the debt. You can't 
repudiate the debt. What do you do? You know, in real life, if I get more debt than I can handle, I can file for bankruptcy. Then I can restart. But what this government has, it's put itself in a position where it can't file for bankruptcy and repudiate the debt. <laughs> because if it does, it wipes out $18 trillion worth of assets that are held by people in the United States and foreign countries and so on. I mean, we can't repudiate the debt, and we can't pay the debt. We can't file for bankruptcy, openly at least. That is the big conundrum. We're caught. We're trapped. What are you going to do? And sooner or later, when you see this, unless there's a third option that I'm not able to understand or anticipate, one way or another, we're going to see a debacle when this debt is, they either have to admit we can't pay it, or they have to repudiate it, or they have to create extraordinary inflation as a way of repudiating the debt. But anyway, we'd we'd be trapped. And as long as that's the case, got a problem headed our way, folks. And there is no no graceful exit, no painless exit. Darned if you do, darned if you don't. Part of the reason why we tell you, look, get away from those patent debt instruments. Get away from the paper promises to pay. The promises can't be kept. They may be able to hold it together for another who knows how long. I don't know. Maybe six months, maybe six years. I don't know. We've said that all the time. I don't know. But inevitably, sooner or later, the 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 payment, the promises to pay, are going to be shown to be false. People are going to admit you can't make you can't make good on that debt. When that does, people that are holding paper are going to lose their assets. People holding gold and silver are going to be in a position to survive and perhaps even prosper dramatically. You know, if a time, if a situation, if circumstances turned where the debt was repudiated, that actually happened. And private individuals and institutions lost $18 trillion or half of $18 trillion. That was $9 trillion. They only canceled half of the national debt. Right? Even so, this economy can't bear a $9 trillion loss, paper loss. What will happen to the prices of homes and cars and every land and everything else? You take $9 trillion out of the economy, prices are going to drop dramatically. You were sitting on some gold, more than likely the, the price for that gold, however, is going to rise you be in a position if you've got savings, and particularly if the savings are in tangible media like gold, a real payment, not a promise to pay. You're going to be in a position to buy a house for what? A couple of gold coins? A new car? Hard to say what the price of gold could be. I don't know. It won't be a good time for anybody, but there will be an opportunity. <clears throat> you know, we've heard stories. I don't know whether they're true or just fanciful anecdotes. Allegedly, some kid in Germany during the Weimar Republic when they went into all of their horrendous hyperinflation, he'd been working as a bellboy at a hotel in Germany. And while he was there, some one of the customers at the hotel tipped him with a one-ounce gold coin. 
This is back when gold coins were, were you know, $20 an ounce. Gave the kid a $20 tip. Big money back then, no doubt. The kid held on to the $20 gold piece, and later, at the height of inflation in the Weimar Republic, the kid allegedly bought the whole hotel for that gold coin. I don't know that the story is true. It may be, you know, just fanciful, as I said, but it's another—it's an illustration of what may be possible and what is inevitably coming. They can't cancel the debt. They can't pay the debt. What are they going to do? Sooner or later, you got to get off that tiger. And when you do, gold is going to be extraordinarily valuable, and certainly helpful to your survival and maybe even helpful to making you suddenly rich. So, what else, Melody? Well, if they'd like to have their gold coin, we have Mint State 61 $20 Liberty gold pieces for $1,400. That doesn't include your shipping costs. And uh, they're certified by NGC or PCGS. And uh, they're beautiful coins. And they can call us at 1-800-375-4188. It's 800-375-4188. Yes, Wendy Wilson will be on the program tomorrow. Um, she'll be back on Wednesday. Um, we'll be missing a James Corbett this week. Uh, he needed this week off. He'll be returning next week. So it's you and me, kid. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, what can I say? Uh I don't know. Melody, does that mean we just don't have anywhere else to go? Corbett has other things to do. Does he, um, when you and I are doing this, because we have no place else to go, or is, are we here because we're we're dedicated? Well, I'm here because I'm dedicated. I'm I don't know. Enjoy it. Uh, and I believe there's an important message that needs to be done, and, and people need to learn, and I, I think that's what we bring, and I hope that's what we bring to the listeners. And um, it's an education, and it's a learning process, and it's, it's important that people understand how they can protect um, their assets through gold and silver, and understand what gold and silver is as a as a money, as a currency, and as how and, and how rather than a promise, and how it has helped, and that there is no debt against gold, and, and it crosses borders, it's recognized worldwide. I mean, uh, and I think that's what lacks. Sometimes, uh, you know, people talk about, you know, COMEX and paper trading, and and uh, it gold loses its purpose when when you discuss it in those terms, and people don't realize how important it really is to get rid of those fiat dollars and put it into gold and silver, and how you do it is important and making sure that you get as much gold and silver as possible for your dollars. There is right ways to buy gold and silver and wrong ways to buy gold and silver. And I, I, I hope uh, and I know we bring that to our clients. So, no, this program is very important. People work long and hard to save for their dollars and to, and to survive and provide for their families. And gold and silver is a great way to, to redistribute your wealth and uh, so, no, it's it's very important, this program. I'll tell you what else is important, and that is trying to terminate on time because Frank has to run commercials, bumper music, one thing or another, start the next program. So we got to go. 
And we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night, I work all day And pay the bills I have to pay Ain't it sad Still there never seems to be A single penny left for me That's too bad In my dream I have a friend If I got me a wealthy man I wouldn't have to work at all I'd fool around and have a ball American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Few things in this world are more important than clean, pure water. Understanding this, ABR makes four tabletop water distillers available to you for purchase. First, we have the five and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $139. The second is a five and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $189. The third is a three and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $189. And our premier tabletop distiller is a three and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $250. All our distillers have a stainless steel boiling pot, dome, and cooling tubes. And the premier version also has a splash flap to protect against contamination of the cooling tubes. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com for more information and protect your water supply. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC sees new use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. 
No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 541- Two two five four six five nine. That's five four one two two five four six five nine. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Silver wings upon their chest These are men America's best 100 men Will test today But only three Win the Green Beret Train to live Off nature's land All right, guys You are listening to American Voice Radio It's time for Freedom Call I'm Bo Brakes I'll be your presenter for this hour, and as I told yesterday, the main news seems to be about uh, Mr. Mubarak, you know, who is uh, the Egyptian president. Uh, He has been the Egyptian president for uh, 30 years, and it is illegal for anybody else other than himself to be on the ballot for uh, president of Egypt. So um, what do you do with him? Well, finally, and then let me, can I, let me back. I'm going to rewind this thing to show you how, uh, I think there was a movie made that was called The Butterfly Effect or something. You know, just the beating of the wings of a butterfly can affect the uh, the way that uh, the air is moved, uh, which at the end is like an ocean where you have the pounding surf. And so it shows you. Uh, you remember that uh, here last week it was the uh, head of uh, Tunisia, another Arabic nation, who was actually and literally run out of office. He is no longer present, rather than be president. He's not even present uh, in Tunisia. He ran to Saudi Arabia, where he now uh, probably walks along the Red Sea in Jeddah uh, with one of the king's many uh, sons. Well, The reason that all of that started was because a 
a cart, an old guy that used to have to pay uh, the government, you know, a license. It's sort of like selling lemonade. Uh, and children have to have uh, a, a city license. Or I know in Oklahoma it used to surprise me uh, where you had to buy uh, a permit to uh, have a yard sale. I mean, and in other states I've been in, uh, the authorities would come around and uh, they would want to know how much money, they'd want to count the money you'd made on a yard sale to see how much uh, you need to give them for taxes. Well, what happened is this old guy had not paid uh, his permit. It wasn't up to date for him to uh, sell uh, three-day-year-old fish uh, there in Tunisia. And so uh, the authorities kind of roughed him up a little bit, and they slapped him. Well, this is uh, bad news. Uh, in these Arabic nations, there are a few things that you uh, don't want to do. Now, over in Asia, you don't want to put your hand on top of the children's head because this is where their soul uh, resides. And so when Nixon was uh, preparing to go to China, you know, they had to say, oh, now, 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 be careful about patting the children on the head. Jimmy Carter he went to Mexico, and what did he do? He made jokes about the water in Mexico. It's not really probably a good idea because the Mexican uh, federales uh, and the oligarchy, they are embarrassed about that. And uh, so the worst thing you could do is uh, to offer a left hand. Now, over there... Uh, they uh, don't have uh, uh, just a plethora of public utilities. And uh, so uh, whereas we uh, in our Allegheny uh, mountain communities, uh, we got for a long time, you know, you've, you've seen this corn cob uh, sort of got to be significant uh, of uh, calls of nature. And uh, so instead of using a corn cob, they don't grow any corn. They don't grow, I don't, I think they buy everything over in these desert uh, nations, at least that I've been to. They import everything. Uh, I think even the food the camel eats that makes the camel droppings, they have to import all of that. But the uh, point is, is that, uh, they use the left hand, and that way, and it doesn't mean that they don't wash the left hand. It's just that you, you would never use the right hand. That's the hand you eat with. And uh, over there, of course, uh, you know, silverware is sort of in now. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's uh, traditional. I mean, and they have more finger food than we do. And so it's kind of important, and that's why uh, if you are a thief, uh, they will cut off your right hand. Now, they do it surgically, and being a thief is kind of interesting the way it works over there. Uh, if you are poor, 
then you can steal food. Now you can't steal a lot of food. You got you can steal food to eat, and uh, there's no punishment other than maybe yelled at and have a rock thrown at you, something like that. But uh, if you uh, steal like jewelry or automobiles, hubcaps, if you're stealing uh, to be stealing, then uh, it's severe. They will surgically remove your right hand. Well, what does this do? This means you got no way of eating except with the left hand, which is the same hand that now you got it. So you don't show a left hand. You don't show the bottom of the feet. Now, remember the guy that chunked his shoes at uh, Mini-Me Bush? And by the way, Bush showed, uh, didn't he? Uh, he was quick on his feet. I was surprised that one shoe came right at him, and he ducked that boy, and uh, the other one, uh, the uh, his counterpart, you know, sort of reached over. Well, this that was a Muslim group that he's speaking to. So the shoes represent the feet, and the bottom of the feet is something that you'd never show because uh, that's on the ground. It's just uh, the way that it is. Well, uh, Mubarak is, and you would look at Egypt now. Egypt, in its uh, in the amount of money uh, that it produces, uh, the gross national product is about like uh, Oregon, Washington. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, it's not a extremely productive. Now they've got, you know, the, uh, the King Tut. Uh, they've got his a lot of artifacts because the country is really old, and people go there. They want to see the pyramids. You can go to, you know, the pyramid in Las Vegas is one foot higher than the Great Pyramids uh, there in Egypt. But the point is that Egypt is so old. And uh, Mubarak is pretty old, too. He is 82, and uh, he has uh, been the president uh, all of these years. And so what happened, what started with a slapping a fish vendor in Tunisia that causes the people to be so outraged that the president has to run to Saudi Arabia uh, to save his own skin, uh, starts this uh, chain reaction. And as I now Egypt is probably the uh, other than Tunisia, but Egypt's probably the largest, uh, most important nation. Uh, where uh, today, Tuesday, uh, they called it the March of Millions. And today, uh, the March of Millions was determined that they were going to uh, force Mubarak out of office. Well, uh, Mubarak, uh, you know, see, it's Wednesday over in Egypt. They're, they're way ahead of us. And so about, uh, oh, 1 o'clock, I'm trying to think, see, it's uh, about 1 o'clock uh, uh, this morning. He waited until uh, the dead of night. Uh, there 
you know, there's not as many people in the streets like there was during uh, daylight uh, Tuesday in Egypt. So they did have a whole bunch of people. And they were uh, calling for Mubarak, uh, you know, to get out now. And they said they weren't going to be satisfied. Well, a couple of things happened. Wow, Senator Kerry, now there's a real threat, uh, call for Mubarak to step down. Anyway, Obama, he sent uh, an envoy uh, calling for Mubarak not to run in the election uh, this next September. Well, September, is that not, am I wrong, or is that like eight months away? And what happens in eight months uh, when you have a totalitarian government with police and uh, army that uh, are basically uh, supposed to be and I mean, torture is going on as we speak. Mubarak, in his speech, uh, which just finished at, uh, well, an hour ago, an hour ago, Mubarak uh, got down uh, from his platform, and he did say, only it's not like you're making me go. He said, I have served Egypt long enough. He said, I've served Egypt all these 30 years, and uh, I've been in power long enough. So he says that uh, he has decided that he will not uh, run for re-election this coming September. Remember what I told you yesterday, actually. I said Mubarak is coming down, but Remember, he's the only one allowed on the ballot for president. So if he doesn't run, does that mean what? Well, Mubarak says that he will stay in power. Number one is to uh, serve the security of Egypt, which means, hey, he's not walking away now. Egypt is in uh, civil uprising and turmoil. So he's going to stay right there at the helm. He has called for the police and for the army uh, to bring to justice all of those responsible. You see, there's a lot of words that can actually be woven into this, isn't there? All of those responsible for the damage that has been done to Egypt. Well, that means him, I think, is what he's really saying. Because the secret police, the military, uh, so far the military hasn't fired on the public. But now that Mubarak has made his uh, midnight speech, his swan song, and he says that I will stay in office uh, to work with the transfer of power once a, a new president is anointed and elected by the people. So there, it means in September that, and he says that they need to change the Constitution. And with Mubarak, I agree. Now, but see, Mubarak says now that I'll be leaving um, maybe after September, uh, he is saying that we need to change the Constitution where the president 
I will have a term limit. That's almost funny, isn't it? After the guy's been in there for 30 years, then he says, now we got to change uh, the the Constitution. So uh, Mubarak, uh, now what are the people saying? Well, the people are all caught up. And uh, you got to understand that uh, Egypt, uh, while you may say that it is a great country, I mean, this is the, the Nile, the Suez Canal. My gosh, there's all this stuff. Let me just mention a couple of things. Back during the Arab-Israeli War, now this was secret. Uh, it it was secret because we didn't want the Egyptians to know uh, what they had done to themselves. But as the Egyptians uh, took off in their airplanes to go and uh, bomb or shoot at Israel, they didn't have any identity, what we call IFF, identification, friend, or foe. Now, this is very important because if you're a fast mover, like a jet fighter bomber, and you're coming back uh, and you're going to have to cross into Egyptian airspace to land, and the Egyptians uh, have just been strouthed and bombed by the Israelis, uh, unless they know for absolute sure that you are uh, an Egyptian fighter plane and an Egyptian pilot, they're going to shoot you down. So fully 50% of all of the Egyptian Air Force shot down during this uh, six-day war. 50% were shot down by Egyptian gunners. And so uh, it makes you think a little bit about, boy, you know, when you got just one guy in charge and people uh, aren't, are out playing golf or whatever they do, watching hoochie-coochie shows in Cairo. Remember I told you yesterday that the sheikh I stayed with in Jeddah, that the first thing he wanted me to do was put up uh, a satellite dish so he could pull down Egyptian television. Because while Egypt is, a Muslim country, nevertheless, uh, you know, remember there's Shiites and Sunnis. And the Shiites are uh, the theocracy. They uh, want government to be religious. And the Sunnis are those that uh, just want to make as, as good a business as they can. They don't care uh, who is running the country. Well, Egypt uh, is the epitome of uh, belly dancing and all of this. And uh, when you look at the Muslims, remember what the sheikh said to me as he showed me his big liquor room in the basement? And I said, sheikh, according to the Quran, you're not supposed to have any alcohol. He said, uh, and they always spit on you just a little bit when they do this. He said, ach, no. He said, God will suffer man to sin a little. So in the eyes of the good Muslims, now what they'll do is, uh, for example, 
when they take off uh, from Riyadh, uh, or which is the capital of Saudi Arabia, or some other major airport, uh, they will be dressed uh, now like the sheikhs. They wear uh, this cloak that has very broad, like uh, three to four inches of gold uh, wide uh, piping that goes uh, along the not just the hem, but the, the length uh, of the garment around their neck. Oh, and the, the, the robe will be black, but this gold makes them look, uh, you know, very, very royal. They'll have on uh, their rag top and fan belt. But as soon as the plane uh, gets out of uh, Islam airspace, they go in and, and put on uh, their European clothes, and when they land in uh, in Paris or London or New York, uh, Miami, wherever they're going, then they're ready to uh, you know get out and groove uh, with the rest of the wild, wicked Western world. My whole point is that uh, it is important. Mubarak has been a dictator. Now the people just following the spark of this little uh, old fish peddler in Tunisia. They've thrown out the dictator there. Now uh, it's happening in, uh, as I mentioned to you yesterday, it's happening in Jordan. And by the way, the, uh, the king, King Abdullah of Jordan, he has fired his entire government. Yeah. Which is pretty hint. Well, see, he, before it gets there, let's uh, start a backfire, is basically uh, what uh, he has done. And so uh, he had a, a number, uh, he had a prime minister, and he had 31 cabinet members, and he's fired them all. And he said, now we are going to, uh, I'm going to appoint a new government. See, he's the king. And the people in Jordan, they just wanted to take down the government. They weren't out to take down the king. Now, there was a movement where they wanted to take away the power of the king to appoint. But you see, very clever of King Abdullah. He has fired everybody. Now he's reappointing a progressive prime minister and 31 probably expand it, make it 41 uh, a new cabinet member, sort of like Obama. And uh, very clever of him. There's also uh, been uh, upraisings in Lebanon and uh, Yemen, as if anybody cared. Uh, Syria, yeah. And what uh, the people are poor and the people are sick and tired of being poor and watching all of the corruption. You know, it almost makes you think about uh, America as we came upon uh, these last elections, doesn't it? We were just sick and tired of uh, the corruption and uh, being uh, we, the people, obviously not being as important 
as the government. And we created government. God created us. The created is not supposed to become greater than the creator. Otherwise, you got Frankenstein. And so anyway, uh, Mubarak, a pretty clever guy. The people now, you see, if uh, they don't have much to do anyway. The banks have remained closed. So uh, the people are out running the streets. So they might as well hang on if they can. Now, I think now that uh, Mubarak has spoken, it might get tougher. I think the police, the army, the secret police are going to start pulling more people and bashing more heads, and they're going to try to put this thing down. But if the people, now look at Iran. See, the CIA did their very best to turn this whole thing around uh, when Ahmadinejad uh, was re-elected in Iran. Now, while he's the president, Ahmadinejad doesn't run Iran because these are Shiites, and they have a theocracy, which means that uh, they have these uh, Muslim priests that actually uh, make the decisions in the country. But with Mubarak, you watch him. And uh, you see, he's very clever. Uh, He will get out. He's made it look like right now that it's his choice and that uh, he's going to leave office after all this honorable service of 30 years uh, in September once he has worked to transfer the power, that means to somebody that uh, he approves of. Now, what does all of that uh, mean? Well, when you boil it all down, when you got a dictator, you usually don't have anybody that the dictator, and he's the only one that can be on the election ballot. So who would be number two? It's kind of like Kun Saab being the heroin overlord, or isn't he number two? Anyway, there is a guy by the name of Muhammad El Barati, and uh, he was the UN's uh, nuclear. A proliferation chairman that would go around and inspect. He's a Nobel laureate, and he is somebody who could actually be. He's got the international experience. Uh, he has prominence, but because of Mubarak, nobody has had the spotlight. Anyway, remember, well, Muhammad is Muhammad, but uh, El just means that's the name of uh, Baradi, B-A-R-A-D-E-I. And uh, keep in mind, he may, and we'll see, if the people force uh, Mubarak out, then Barati could save the country. All right, let's see what God and the Egyptian people will do. Now we're going to take a little bit of a uh, pause, and we'll come right back to you. And so please stay with American Voice Radio. Oh. 
Citizens for Immigration Control is a leading national organization dedicated to reasonable levels of legal immigration and effective enforcement to stop illegal immigration. With more than 250,000 members and supporters nationwide, we are an effective voice for immigration reform. AIC stands up in Washington for the views of most Americans on immigration. We are the leaders in stopping recent legislation to reward 10 million or more illegal aliens with legal status and eventual citizenship. The late Georgia Congressman Charlie Norwood had this to say about us. AIC has earned a reputation among members of Congress as one of the most active and responsive advocacy groups in the field of immigration. Join AIC today. For more information, go to our website, immigrationcontrol.com. That's immigrationcontrol.com or call 540-468-2023. That's 540-468-2023. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us or under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. cell phone for business or staying in touch with family, your cell phone use is increasing. Use the Wave Shield, developed for ultimate cellular protection. The Wave Shield blocks, reduces, and deflects up to 97% of the radiation from entering the soft tissue of your ear. The Wave Shield, made of a patented mesh material, is proven and tested to block radiation without affecting reception. Order your Wave Shield today for only $19.95. Did he just say $19.95? Hey, times are tough, so American Voice Radio Network is cutting the price to $17.95. That's right, $17.95 plus mailing. You can protect yourself, family, and friends from cell phone danger to your inner ear. $17.95 at TheAmericanVoice.com. That's the superstore at TheAmericanVoice.com. $17.95 plus mailing. Order now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
with you on Freedom Call. And uh, just to kind of put a cap on this thing, because uh, we got our own problems. uh, Have we recognized that, or has Obama uh, effectively uh, misdirected us? You know, the whole idea of uh, magic is that you just, uh, by sleight of hand, you misdirect in a hypnosis uh, or propaganda. Uh, propaganda is just mass government hypnosis. Uh, you misdirect. You say, look over here. And if all of a sudden that's not popular, it's getting you in trouble like maybe Afghanistan and Iraq. You know, let me remind you before I uh, run out of time, 1,471 Americans killed in action. These are military people officially recognized by the Pentagon in Afghanistan. 1,471. 4,436 dead in Iraq. The numbers? 5,907. Every time that I speak to you, will it be more tomorrow? If you, I mean, we're none of us are so ghoulish that we're going to bet, well, yeah, it's going to be more. I mean, most of us pray, Father, let the soldiers, let those airmen, let the Marines, let the Coast Guardmen that are assigned over there, let the sailors. Let them just one day have a day of peace where nobody is is wounded, maimed. Nobody is, is, is killed. Just one day and bring them home before anything else happens to them. That's what I want. The fact is I don't give a damn about Afghanistan, or Iraq. Now, do you understand why Daddy Bush cared so much for Iraq? They probably have more oil reserves than any other place. So that is why we are deceived. We are lied to. Until finally it comes out, Daddy Bush says in the book, Geez, I'm really sorry. We just never were able to find uh, these weapons of mass destruction. We destroyed Iraq. We occupy Iraq. But uh, what is our reason? And when you look at, uh, at, and let's, if you don't mind, I'm going to mention some. Uh, political names, you heard me saying before, Hamas. What is Hamas? Hamas is, uh, hates Israel. Hamas is, is the organization that represents the Palestinians. Hezbollah. Hezbollah has taken over Lebanon. They're the organization from Iran that is supported by Syria because Syria separates. I mean, you've got to go. I mean, Iran is way up there. you got Iran, Iraq. Syria, and so uh, Hezbollah, uh, they are, as I've explained to you, 
They are Shiites that have taken over Lebanon, and they are supported uh, by Syria because uh, what used to be Syria is now part of Israel. And so Syria says, yes, we support Hezbollah. All right, that is Lebanon and Iran, Al-Qaeda. This is Yemen. This is where their headquarters is. And the Taliban, we know about these people. When you look at Jordan, Yemen, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, Syria, these uh, is it coincidental? And is there any doubt that it was Central Intelligence Agency of the United States who sponsored back and played every card they could in trying to overthrow Ahmadinejad and establish the CIA's own puppet government in Iran. Remember that? All right, now we have this spate of uh, attacks. And in, uh, and in talking during the break, like I love to do to Frank Steffen, who owns and operates American Voice, you know, Frank said, Bo, geez, it seems to me like this is misdirection. I mean, I think that this is CIA, and I think what they're doing is uh, they're causing, they're throwing all this dust in the air, and it's working, isn't it? So that uh, actually they don't see the magicians working over here on the other side to produce the trick. And so as soon as the government starts pointing and yelling and hollering, uh, you should be looking more at the government rather than where they're pointing to. And so I agree with Frank. I believe that when you look at all of these uh, uprisings, you see, it's not – let me mention, if I can give you a microcosm, see if this makes any sense. I just had a a person that called uh, yesterday, and uh, they were uh, asking about uh, Colonel Simons. Gosh, Bull Simons, Arthur D. Simons. Uh, Colonel Simons uh, was my predecessor down in Special Forces Latin America. We still use his bullhorn in ceremonies down there. He was a, an air combat, airborne ranger. Colonel Bull Simons uh, ran uh, the uh, White Star, which was the operational uh, name for CIA operations in Laos, a country that we were never in, or Cambodia. You know that. I mean, because Henry Kissinger said so, and neither Laos or Cambodia were allowed to set at the triacords uh, when we negotiated uh, with the uh, Uh, North Vietnam, you know, for peace. (laughs) And so is this the CIA? Of course it is the CIA. And and going back to to my microcosm, H. Ross Perot ran uh, a company called EDS, Electronic Data Systems, in Dallas, Texas. Now, in Iran, 
back when the shawl was there, we had a lot of presents, and we did a lot of work for British Petroleum. Stick my finger down my throat. Well, when the shawl fell down and the Ayatollah Khamenei took his place, all of a sudden those people uh, who represented the United States, uh, they were running for home, just like there's 52,000 Americans in Egypt. Uh, that uh, are uh, would be lined up at the airport if there was any room for them. Last I heard, they were only going to be able to get like 2,600 out. Now, they put Perot's people, EDS, and we're only talking about three or four, but they put them in prison in Tehran. Well, uh, Perot uh, and I know him, and I would say that he is somebody worth knowing. Perot is a whole story in himself. But if Perot supports something, he had, I don't know if he got it now or not, but he had $4 billion to uh, on his side. That's quite a war chest. So what Perot did is that he hired Colonel Arthur Simons, whose wife had died, and Bull Simons uh, down in Alabama had a, a pig farm. That's what Special Forces, I guess, does when we retire, if ever. Uh, we go down and we start a pig farm somewhere in Arkansas or Alabama. Anyway, Bull Simons, uh, being typical Special Forces, now, anybody else would have tried to hire an army or tried to bribe, uh, you know, the, the Ayatollah, which wouldn't work. Well, unless you're uh, Daddy Bush and you set up the October surprise and, you know, all that. Okay, anyway, let me get back to um, give me a microcosm so you understand Egypt uh, better and the CIA's operation. Bull Simons does this. He buys a riot in Tehran. Now, in the course of the riot in Tehran, which is centered at the prison, he has the Americans brought out of the prison, and then they drive to Turkey. And nobody catches them. And so uh, this, how hard is it for the CIA, not just one man in Dallas, Texas, that has three or four people in prison in Tehran, but you buy a riot. This is a commodity like going down and getting a pair of sunglasses in lost wages, or a pair of flip-flops if you're visiting Miami. So buying a riot is the easiest thing, and it comes in a package. And so with CIA, you've got a pretty good package. And what you do is you buy a riot in all of these various countries like Jordan 
and Yemen and Lebanon and Egypt and Tunisia and Syria that are giving you a little bit of trouble. You don't buy a riot in Saudi Arabia, do you? No, we need Saudi Arabia. They need to remain uh, politically neutral. So do you see what's happened? It is uh, like throwing Molotov cocktails. I mean, I'm sure that's enough analogy so that you got the idea. You buy this riot, and uh, the people scream, holler, yell. They're getting paid by the CIA. How does the CIA, for crying out loud, pay for these riots? It's simple. Do you have a printing press? (laughs) You know, I've run intelligence operations, and one thing uh, is that there's never a problem with local currency. The CIA could care less about printing off dineras or any other kind of currency. It's not going to hurt us at all. And the people, it spins for them. And the agencies even got a way. It's, it, the one thing that they really do well is they copy stuff. Uh, like a runoff uh, money or ammunition and make it look old, like uh, it's been around for 10 or 15 years. So that's really what's going on over there. Now, what we need to do as alert Americans is focus, what is it the government doesn't want us to see? Well, I think a lot of it comes down to uh, global governance. What is going to happen? Uh, You look at all of these countries, and uh, which one? I mean, you've got to throw Iraq. They've already, we don't need to buy a riot in Iraq. We already own that place. We occupied Afghanistan. We don't need to buy a riot there in Kabul. We own the place. So we're looking for stability. And we're looking for progression. All of these, like uh, King Abdullah from Jordan, he fired his whole government, and he's going to appoint a new, modern, progressive, young people government. And that's the same thing Mubarak said uh, when uh, he gave his speech about uh, not quite an hour well, I guess it was now. It was uh, coming up on two hours ago. So my point is, is that I think America, when you look at us and you see how we are strapped, the dollar is about ready to vaporize. We have OPEC that has the sort of Democles hanging over our head. And America needs to do what? Now is when they call on Obama, not from Washington, D.C., probably not even from New York City. It's incredible how if you go back and actually trace uh, where does the power flow from 
you will see these blue bloods somehow stay in the game. And so what we're looking at are regions of stability. There's going to be some kind of a UN movement that will say, uh, we need peace, we need prosperity, we need progression, we need petroleum uh, out of the Middle East. And so uh, we stop all of this. We need peace in Iraq. We need peace in Afghanistan. So we stop all this, and we do it under the auspices of uh, this uh, Middle Eastern regional governance. And we've got already got Europe put together, don't we? And uh, when we look at it from a... uh, Oh, a, a production, a trade point of view. We've got America. Don't we? We have South America. Remember uh, this big world trade thing that we did? It hooks Canada, the United States, Mexico, Central America, South America, all together. So this thing has been in the making uh, since. Woodrow Wilson uh, came out, and remember he got the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, He formed the League of Nations to be this, quote, new world order. You go back and look, in 1919, a lot of people thought it was Daddy Bush who started this term. It is in 1919, Woodrow Wilson got his name on a book called The New World Order. He got the Nobel Peace Prize. There was only one thing, and that was the U.S. Constitution, and that was the U.S. Senate. We still had some Americans that that cared for the Constitution and would stand up. And the Constitution, I believe, is a divinely inspired document. And the Constitution can save America has, because the Senate said, no, we will not subject the United States to any foreign power. And so Woodrow Wilson's League of Nations sort of dried up out here in the desert. We got these dust devils, and it just blows away. Ah, So there's hope through the Constitution for us all. I'm looking around. i got to look here real quick because I've run out of time. But, you know, I get tied up in these things. I want you to understand what is going on in the you know, behind the veil of this so-called national security. By the way, there is a super storm that has eaten up the Midwest, that's what they call the Midwest, and the East Coast. They say 100 million people. Now, there's 311,992,200 Americans as of an hour ago. Those are legal Americans. They say 100 million Americans will be affected by this storm. Now, seven thousand, for example, 700 flights have already been canceled, but the Super Bowl will go on. 
All right. Thank God for that. Huh? Now, uh, I want to mention that uh, a couple of presidential candidates, Huckabee, who was the Arkansas governor, Huckabee also was the actually leading behind McCain. Huckabee had uh, more uh, votes from the GOP when they were selecting a candidate uh, than Mitt Romney did. But both of them are profiling uh, to run against uh, Obama. And uh, Huckabee is over in Israel. Oh, he came on the news. He said, I am shepherding Americans who are now in Israel. I'm showing them how we should support uh, Israel, which he means the Jews, of course, just that's all. Not the Palestinians, because he's saying there are Americans that say that uh, the Jews should not be building in certain parts of the country. That's the parts that have supposedly been preserved for the Palestinians. And why this uh, Hamas is still in existence, and the Palestinians and the Jews do not have peace as we speak today. So that's Huckabee. And he is courting. And he is sucking up you know, to that particular uh, part of American society. Well, right on the other hand, we got Mitt Romney, who is uh, challenging uh, Obama. He was the uh, governor of Massachusetts. So we got these two uh, former candidates, both of them uh, former governors. And, you know, hey, a governor at least is somebody who has been in charge of something better than McCain, for example, and better than Obama, for example. What is the handicap with Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney looks good. You know, he uh, is up there. I don't know if everybody in Massachusetts is as uh, handsome as the Kennedys and Mitt Romney, but he has uh, money, at least his wife, and he is uh, handsome, and he is politically savvy, and he is a Mormon. And I believe from the looks of what happened last time around, where Huckabee had twice the GOP support uh, that Mitt Romney did, that it came down to the point that... uh, Americans are saying. But you see, before Kennedy, Americans uh, weren't ready for a Catholic. Oh, I remember, you know, when Kennedy was running against Nixon, and everybody said, geez, if this uh, guy uh, from Massachusetts uh, gets elected, he'll have his brother in as the attorney general, hallelujah, which happened, and the Pope will be running the country, uh, which wasn't the case at all. As a matter of fact, the special forces uh, forgave Kennedy for turning uh, the planes around (laughs) as the twin-engine bombers were headed to give support to the guys that we had trained for the Bay of Pigs. By the way, FBI is briefing uh, Wall Street uh, bankers about uh, uh, being a target. Let me tell you what the real clue is. Remember the World Trade Center towers? Remember the two airlines involved? Remember that uh, in Wall Street, 
and Chicago commodities, the stock options on American Airlines, United Airlines, and the two big brokerage firms, the stock options soared. They were thousands of times more than they were otherwise. So on Friday, remember that happened on a Tuesday, on Friday and Monday, if you see any stock soaring on these like pinpoint companies, like two airline companies and two brokerage firms who were main people uh, that were living in the Twin Towers and operating out of there, that should be the clue, men. Don't go to work the next day. Uh, run and let the CIA and the FBI know, will you? All right, a lot of stuff going on, and so uh, please stay right where you are uh, with American Voice Radio, and uh, you'll get all the things and what to do and hunker down. And God bless all of you that are ready for this big storm that hadn't hit you. Is and who means just what they say, the brave men of the Green Beret, silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today. But only three when the Green Beret train to live off nature's land. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific. Few things in this world are more important than clean, pure water. Understanding this, ABR makes four tabletop water distillers available to you for purchase. First, we have the five and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $139. The second is a five and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $189. The third is a three and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $189. And our premier tabletop distiller is a three and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $250. All our distillers have a stainless steel boiling pot, dome, and cooling tubes. And the premier version also has a splash flap to protect against contamination of the cooling tubes. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com for more information and protect your water supply.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 541- Two two five four six five nine. That's five four one two two five four six five nine. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their heads. Too many can be. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need, first aid, beds, food, clothing, Send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316 316-619-4886. 316-619-4886. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
But what you got to do is you got to send me a copy of the show so I can load it. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Ash. This is Health Talk, and I owe you guys an apology. Um, my computer got so screwed up, I have no idea what's going on, but I'll fix that by next week. Anyway, not long ago, the media sent out a whole mess of flu shot propaganda from the CDC, the Centers for Deceit Control and Procrastination. Um, even though the, CB, the CDC has said in the past that the flu shot was worthless. So the CDC basically is the marketing arm for the big pharmaceutical companies. And their function is to sell drugs to a gullible and an ignorant public. So the medical establishment, they don't care about your health, okay? The only thing they care about is your money, and they will, if they have to, they'll kill you to get it, and they often do. Now, Merck, for example, killed 60,000 people with one drug, and nobody went to jail. And then you see how the mainstream media prints and broadcasts and works to destroy the health of Americans by failing to inform and educate them with simple truths. You understand? So understand that the flu shot, the flu, not the flu shot, the flu is the body's effort to get rid of mucus and pus that's created from the standard American diet. And the flu is a cleansing and a healing process, and sometimes it's very beneficial because it detoxifies all your internal organs, including the brain. So the flu and the common cold are the body's efforts, like I said, to expel mucus and pus from previously eaten mucus-forming foods like cheese and milk and ice cream and all types of meat and cakes and cookies and chips that are made with white flour and sugar. Now, 50 years ago, white flour was used to make wallpaper paste that is very mucus-forming and it clogs the lymph system. In May of 1996, in Lancet, the British Medical Journal said, women who eat the most food made from white flour have the highest incidences of breast cancer. White bread, bagels, spaghetti, macaroni, cookies, cakes, pies, pretzels, this all works. Basically, it all works towards breast cancer and you getting flu shots. So the starch molecule is not soluble in water, and it travels through the blood and the limb streams as a solid molecule, which the cells, the tissues, and the glands of the body cannot utilize it, creating the body trying to expel it. So since these molecules from these products can't be used by the cells, what do we do? Well, in high school physics, we learned that matter is neither created nor destroyed, 
can only change its form. So meat, white flour, dairy, pro dairy products all convert to mucus and pus when they're digested. And this mucus and pus travels to and permeates the entire body because of the amazing efficiency of the blood delivery and the lymphatic systems. The mucus, the pus, lodges in the lymph system, which is the home of every living cell. When the tube systems of the body become saturated, the body tries to expel the mucus and pus through the colon, the urinary tract, the nose ears, the nose, the ears, which gives you ear infection, throughout the eyes, the skin, and the head. So a victim has all the symptoms of a common cold. And when the pus clogs the lungs, it's called pneumonia. And a more severe cold is called the flu. Now, pneumonia is often acquired in the hospital from all the cheese, all the ice cream, all the milk that they serve the patient. And the pus in the body is the cause of all this disease. So when the body is so saturated, a quote-unquote cold will often be triggered by a change in body temperature. Have you ever stepped outdoors in the 30-degree temperature from a cozy 70-degree room and suddenly your nose starts running and the mucus starts flowing out of your body? That's good because the body is cleansing. The body is a, a system of pipes and tubes well over 100,000 miles in length. And when you go from outdoors into an air-conditioned room in the summer, the body contracts, and that starts the mucus flow on a hot July day. Now, here's what the medical doctors do not tell you. The pipes and the tubes in the human body expand with heat and contract with cold temperatures. This expansion and this contraction starts the mucus flowing. Everyone knows that a piece of wood or a piece of metal contracts with cold and expands with heat. So does the human body. This is the simple concept the medical establishment is ignorant about, and this is why cold weather brings on the healing process. So the big pharma and big med, they want the cold sufferer to take pills and shots to stop the body from doing what it wants to do, which is expelling pus and restoring health. They also want the cold sufferer to continue eating mucus-forming foods, which is a big mistake. You see, the medical industry is only interested in your money, not your health. The Americans are brainwashed by the entire establishment to destroy your health. So the current procedure in treating a cold or the flu is to stop eating mucus-forming foods. Don't take any antihistamines. Drink plenty of fresh-squeezed juices, fresh water without fluoride, 
to wash the pus out of the body and restore a measure of health as quickly as possible. But removal of all the mucus and pus that is deep in the tissues requires an extensive cleansing with weeks or months of fluids and eating fresh, raw fruits and vegetables. So we're in a situation where nobody's going to tell you this because the grocery industry, the meat uh, industry, that's how they make their money. So they, they, don't, they want you on this standard American diet, which plays right out to the hands of the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry. So the decision to vaccinate is yours alone. But it is a decision that should not be taken lightly or done under duress or pressure by others. Once vaccinated, the potential side effects cannot easily be undone, if at all. And what are those side effects? Well, they include death, sudden infant death syndrome, autoimmune disorders, inflammatory bowel disease, allergies, asthma, ADHD, autism, Julian-Barr syndrome, and a host of other neurological damages. Now, the little guy in the white coat with the stethoscope hanging around his neck will most likely not connect the development of these unnatural disease states with vaccination whether they occur immediately after you're vaccinated or several days or months later. Only you will be responsible for treating yourself or your child or your family members for these lifelong diseases. So the decision to vaccinate should include extensive research to determine if it is right for your family. So the following 10 reasons not to vaccinate are essential. First of all, vaccines have never, ever been proven safe or effective. And the vaccine studies are funded by the pharmaceutical companies that compare vaccine side effects for one vaccine to another. Now, it's true that scientific double-blind placebo studies have never been conducted on vaccines to determine their safety. So effectiveness cannot be determined unless one is then knowingly exposed to the disease entity following the vaccination. Only the antibody production is measured. Do you understand? Number two, Vaccines don't work. Now, they might create a temporary increase in antibodies for a particular disease, but this doesn't equate to immunity to disease. And vaccines, with all their toxins and their unnatural way of introducing disease directly into one's bloodstream, decreases cellular immunity, which is more critical for your immune system. So when there are outbreaks of disease, the children that are not vaccinated are often blamed. 
whether the outbreaks are examined more closely, the data show that the majority of those suffering have been vaccinated for the disease, not unvaccinated. And disease charts show that diseases were most mostly eliminated prior to the creation of vaccinations. Now, what is truly responsible for more most communicable disease elimination is clean water and improved sanitation. Now, number three, the very first vaccine was a disaster. Vaccine safety and effectiveness is a created myth that is strongly embedded in our psyche and reinforced by the healthcare system. For example, the history of smallpox vaccines demonstrates that the first vaccine resulted in an increase in the disease and created additional serious health consequences, including syphilis and death. So the physician groups met repeatedly to discuss their vaccine problem. And they concluded that as long as vaccines remain profitable, they would be impossible to eliminate in spite of the evidence against them. Guess what? Nothing has changed. Not a thing. Nada. So the polio vaccine was another one that was linked to serious health consequences, including cancer and AIDS. But the statistics were manipulated to try and prove this vaccine's effectiveness. And with each new vaccine, what's come along? New health damage and created illnesses. Number four, vaccines are highly profitable for the pharmaceutical companies and the healthcare industry. The strong financial incentive exists to continue this practice, not effectiveness. You can't trust the brochures on vaccines that are provided by the pharmaceutical industry. Why? They're corporations. Corporations depend upon profit. Their objective is not to protect your health, but to sell vaccines. Number five, all the vaccines contain a number of toxic poisons and chemicals that are linked to serious neurological damage including aluminum, thimerosal, which is methylmercury, antibiotics, monosodium glutamate, as your friendly MSG, and formaldehyde. And then the other dangerous substances found in vaccines include antifreeze, lead, cadmium, glycerin, acetone, and yeast proteins. Number six, every study comparing unvaccinated to vaccinated children demonstrate that unvaccinated children enjoy far more superior health. The unvaccinated kids generally do not suffer from the upper respiratory illnesses, the ear infections, the autism, the ADHD, the allergies, the asthma, and the autoimmune disorders and all the other diseases in comparison to those that are vaccinated. Number seven, the vaccines cause 
a host of chronic, incurable, life-threatening diseases. And we mentioned including autism, asthma, ADHD, autoimmune disease, Julian Barr syndrome, food allergies, brain damage. So number eight, the only way to create true lifelong immunity to a disease is through natural exposure to the disease in which the body creates true antibodies and immunity on many levels. Number nine, vaccines kill infants, children, and adults. And there's such strong evidence out there linking vaccines to sudden infant death syndrome. And more than 100 previously healthy young women have died as a result of the human papillomavirus vaccine. The flu vaccine has been documented as awarding the most money for serious health injuries, including death. And the long-term effects of vaccines are unknown. It's a medical experiment on your health for which no one knows the long-term health consequences. And the U.S. children are given far more vaccines at younger ages compared to other countries. And what do we have? Infant mortality rates for the U.S. kids are one of the worst in the world, especially compared to countries who vaccinate their children less and who have wisely raised vaccination ages. And last but not least, if you or a loved one suffers, from a vaccine injury, pharmaceutical companies and physicians have absolutely no financial liability because in 1986, the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act was formed, eliminating the ability to directly sue pharmaceutical companies or healthcare practitioners responsible for vaccine injuries. So you're on your own to try to regain your health in the event that you are vaccine injured. And the expense and the suffering is yours alone to face. And hardly anybody will be awarded money for the funds set up by this National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act because the system is designed for individuals to fail in making their claim of vaccine injury. And the public pays for this injury fund in the cost of taxes on vaccinations. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't like to be the purveyor of such negative stuff, but this is this is true. What is going on out there? And unless you can take responsibility, unless you can make the individual changes, look. I I understand we're all conditioned. I was no different than any of you. I I've said so many times in the past. My parents, you know, when I was a little kid gave me everything that had a face in the mother and dairy products and nobody could relate to the fact that I had thousands of allergies, that I had asthma, of course I was vaccinated and that's when the asthma started. But nobody could relate to that. It's because they were conditioned, like their parents were conditioned and their parents. And this is the way it goes. 
Yet one day, I, I just decided I'm going to change my diet and see what happens. And I changed my diet. My allergies disappeared. I got rid of my, my asthma. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, where did all this come from? Why all of a sudden now is this working, but it never worked before? It never worked before because... No one ever told me. I wasn't aware. I had no idea. And this is the reality of the situation. So let's understand something. There's no wasting time here, and you got to know, and you might be aware of some of the following tricks and the lies and the schemes and the plots to keep you malnourished and in need of constant medical attention. But then again, you may not. So the biggest lies in the world are the ones more likely to be believed. And the big food industry has that kind of money to spend on you. So let me give you some of the biggest lies that the food industry is dumping on you. You might see a label that says, for added freshness and as a preservative. Okay, so the preservatives will kill fungus and mutate human cells into cancer, yet those slogans are seen on bread all over the world and on jar labels for just about everything. And then, as a preservative, hey, sodium benzoate is a chemical that's used to, to stave off fungus from growing on foods and for the molds that kill taste and spoil goods on the shelf sooner. Unfortunately for us, it deprives the cells of oxygen. So the fungus killers and the mold inhibitors can also deteriorate the myelin sheath. You know that cellular structure that insulates the nerve cells? Do not be fooled by tricky big food slogans. And while benzoic acid is naturally found in low levels in many fruits, the sodium benzoate listed on a product's label is synthesized in a lab just like the genetically modified foods that's put out by the biotech industry. Then you have all natural. That doesn't mean anything. If you think that those words change anything about the quality of the product, oh boy. You are mistaken. Why? Because the FDA, the Fraud and Drug Administration, has no parameters for health here. Then we have pasteurized. Oh, my God. That's pasteurized. That must mean it's healthy. Yeah, it means that it was cooked quickly at high heat, and it cooks all the nutrition right out of the food. That's why the dairy industry tries as hard as they can to shut down farmers of organic raw milk because if people caught on to the fact that organic raw milk has nutrients, which actually in food can do a body good, they would freak. So batch or vat is the simplest and oldest method of pasteurization. It eats the milk to over 150 degrees. 150 degrees. What does that do? 
It kills the enzymes, it kills the probiotics, and it kills all the nutrients. And the raw food experts will tell you that most food cooked at 118 degrees becomes useless. And then you add back some dead vitamin D to the milk. That's also another ploy to confuse the people who find out what pasteurization really means. And I'll tell you something else. Most, most of your orange juice that you drink for breakfast is pasteurized. Then you have the RDA, the recommended daily allowance. Recommended daily allowance of what? Of dead food? Of genetically modified food? Of hormone-laden food? of conventional milk, of meat, of cheese, wheat gluten, the dirty dozen fruits and vegetables, that's all cancer food. So tell us again, what is the daily recommended allowance of cancer food, please? Or here's another good one, farm-raised. <laughs> farm-raised. That means that the fish farmers can bleed their fish in a pond or an indoor tank soup. Them, where they can create unnatural breeds that are larger and give them hormones to make them bigger and more cancerous for profit. That's what farm-raised is with fish. Then if, if it says um, 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 ranch-fed, ranch-raised, you know what that means with, with meat? That means they open up the door to the slaughterhouse for an hour a day. They live in air. That's what that means. There's no such thing anymore. You believe it? Hey, I have a bridge in my backyard that I've been trying to get rid of. You know, I can sell it to you cheap. The other thing is GMOs are not even labeled, especially in the U.S., except for a few choice states, we hope soon. But even then, they're trying to call in the politicians to put um, clampers on that. So you talk about tricky. How about tricking people into eating genetically mutified, mutated food that's corrupt with pesticides and insecticides and herbicides? You think that's cool? Hey, why should you read about it? If you read about it, you know it's there. You won't buy it. But the, but Monsanto and all those guys, they say it's true. And then they say this is no significant difference between milk gals given milk from cows that are given the bovine growth hormone and regular milk. This is industry crapola to cover up the fact that artificial and synthesized growth hormones given to the cows to make them fatter to produce too much milk will also cause health detriments for humans that consume that milk, cheese, yogurt, etc. And this hormone, the RBST, the recumbent somatotropin, also called RBGH, recumbent bovine growth hormone, it increases the amount of the IGF-1 in milk, which is a chemical that has been linked to cancers. And then they, the big food industry, will tell you that the bovine growth hormone is a protein hormone. And then they'll tell you that it's digested like a protein. It's like you wonder if these people...
people when they walk down the street, why they don't poke the people in front of them with the fact that their noses are at least three miles long, like Pinocchio. The hormones are manipulating normal hormonal balance. And Monsanto's version of bovine growth hormone uses genetically engineered E. coli bacteria. Those hormones are banned in Japan and Australia and 25 countries in the European Union. But in the U.S., in God we trust, all others pay cash. So you've got to think before you eat or drink cancer. GMOs, nothing but dead toxic food labels with tricky language to sound healthy. Second guess anything that's not organic or grown by a local farmer that you know that doesn't use genetically modified seeds, synthetic bug and weed killers, toxic fertilizers, fluoridated water, or growth hormones for animals. You see, this is what we're up against. We are really up against stuff like this because it's crazy. It is crazy. But no one cares. All they care about is how much money you got in your pocket. You got a buck, pay me. You got two bucks? Hey, it's even better. I like you better than the other guy with a buck. You got 20 bucks? <laughs> we'll give you honorary membership to our grocery store, and you can get it. This, this. Why does anybody get it? So we're talking about food that's heated to over 118 degrees, right? So what ingredients in your favorite foods and synthetic are synthetic and made in a laboratory to preserve or spice up your dishes? Did you know that most added and fortified vitamins and minerals are useless and the body is simply unable to assimilate or use or even identify dead food? And the worst part about dead food is that much of it is actually toxic and carcinogenic and it slows down the normal digestive process and it drains real nutrients, which creates, which caters to lethargy and it weakens your immune system and brings about so many common ailments. Have, have, you may have heard of live food promoting life and conversely dead food speeding up the aging process or death. But did you know that raw food can reverse the aging process? Think about this. If your daily intake consisted of 80% raw organic fruits or vegetables or more every day, and all of those live nutrients made you feel alive and energetic all day, how much more would you enjoy everything you do? Do you feel cooked or tired? Does your brain ever feel fried? If you're eating processed foods, does that mean you're partially synthetic as well? Do you really feel alive every day when you wake up and after big meals, or do you just want to lay down and sleep it all off? So what the animal and the insect and the microorganism DNAs that were contained in the last three meals you ate, basically, you're growing pesticides in your gut. 
And the biotech scientists are in the labs right now figuring out new ways to kill insects, worms, beetles, fungus, and weeds by inserting the DNA of other species and pesticides into seeds. So could you be altering your cells and turning them synthetic by consuming synthetic food? Of course you can. It's called synthetic biology. Genetically modified wheat can cause liver failure. Genetically modified corn can cause cancer tumors. This is how your body reacts to genetically modified food. It wants no part of it. You're not a bug or a weed. Do not eat a bug or a weed. Killer. GMOs are the anti-human technology. They threaten the continuation of life on the planet. And they're far worse a threat than terrorism or even the threat of nuclear war. It's time to understand that your symptoms are your body's way of telling you, like your automobile does when the check fluid light comes on, you know what I mean? Your body needs to constantly be firing on all cylinders so it won't break down when you need it most. And that's every day of your life. So how often do you eat genetically modified foods? Did you know that the pesticides destroy the good gut bacteria, which is your flora? And over the past few years, a few pioneers of Western medicine have connected most health problems to an unhealthy gastrointestinal, the GI tract. And Hippocrates proclaimed, all disease begins in the gut. And the Chinese and the Ayurvedic medicine has known this for thousands of years. And most of the mainstream modern medicine has yet to accept the recent rediscoveries of this fact. And this acceptance gap has increased. And the GI tract connections to mental health have not been established. So this means that not only is your energy totally drained out of you, but your mental capacity, your balance, your central nervous system, it's all being thrown out of whack. The digestive system is home to trillions of microorganisms, like an amazing ecosystem living in harmony. And the synthetic foods, and the foods that are laced with the insecticides, and the fluoride, is the main root cause of all disease today. You have heart disease, you have autoimmune disorder, you have allergies, you wonder why? You know, you have control over brain fog and lethargy. You can radically improve your health and your level of energy right now. You are what you eat. So eat live food and you'll feel alive. Let me let me tell you a couple of things, okay? Most of us, because of the food we eat, are run down. We have a lot of disease. We're so screwed up we don't know what to do. So it's baby steps. 
So I'm going to give you some baby steps to take baby steps with, and if you want to do it, you do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. But ultimately, the responsibility lies in you. Number one, I sell several products, and I'm not hawking products. The only reason I sell a product is because they work, and those that took a walk on the wild side to try them have been reordering and reordering and reordering and reordering, so obviously the proof is in the pudding. Number one is the organic sulfur crystals. The organic sulfur crystals reverse just about everything, just about every communicable disease that you've got. I got an email from a guy who told me that all his life he had high blood pressure, and three weeks after taking the sulfur, his blood pressure came down to normal. Then I had another guy or a woman tell me that she had historically low blood pressure. And then after about a month of taking the sulfur, her blood pressure came up to normal. And it reverses just about everything. Why? Because sulfur used to be in the soil. And then the Rockefeller switched to the petrochemical fertilizers, and it took away all the sulfur. Nobody got sulfur anymore. This is just putting back what you need, but what was deliberately taken away from you, taken away from you, so you couldn't remain healthy. That's number one. Number two, I came across a bee pollen in Hawaii that was the most unreal bee pollen that I ever saw and tasted and ate. And I've been eating it for months. I do a tablespoon a day. Why? Why do I do bee pollen? It's got all of the vitamins. It's got all the 20 amino acids in it. It's full of probiotics, antioxidants, enzymes. It builds and strengthens the immune system. And it is incredible. It melts in your mouth. It's unbelievable. You just need to refrigerate it. Now, what was weird, when I first got involved, I noticed it was selling in the stores. Six ounces for $18. I said, nah, come on, man. That's, that's driving people to bankruptcy. So I got friendly with the guy who harvested the bee pollen, and I said, do you have anything bigger? And he said, well, yeah. He said, the biggest container I have is a pound and a half. I said, if I want to order a pound and a half from you containers, how much would that cost me? He said, well, that would cost you $27. Okay, it's getting better now, okay? If I was going to buy that in the store, that would cost 50 bucks in those little six-ounce containers. Now he's selling me a pound and a half for $27. You know how much I sell it for? I sell it for $30. I make $3. $3 is like, doesn't even cover the gas to go from my house to the post office when I have to mail it. Why do I do that? Because it's not about making money. It's about making people healthy. Okay? That's me. I'm crazy. Shoot me. The next thing I came in contact with, my son turned me on to it, who's very athletic in Florida, but he's got the crapola diet, standard American diet, which... Fortunately, after I spent a week with him or so, uh, he managed to change somewhat. I mean, he's eating more natural. He's cut back on all his flesh foods and his dairy. 
he's lost nine pounds in two weeks. His energy level has increased, and this and he has not turned completely vegetarian. So just by making one little change, so he turns me on to a product that's called Shakeology. Shakeology is a superfood. It's got 42 superfoods in it that will build and strengthen the immune system like crazy. Now, I, I don't sell it. <clears throat> you have to go to the company to order it and buy it. But the good news is if you don't like it after 30 days, you send them back your package. They send you back your money. Seriously. So let me tell you about Shakeology a little bit more. They have two vegan products. One is vegan chocolate. One is vegan strawberry. I'm hooked on the vegan chocolate. I love it. And every morning, I take the packet. I open it up, and I put it in my blender, and I add about eight ounces of water or almond milk, and I put in a banana and some blueberries or whatever, and I blend that up, and I do that for breakfast. And... I don't get hungry for at least five to six hours. And I'm not making that up. I'm serious. It takes the place of a meal. So if you want to know more about and they make vegan strawberry, vegan chocolate, and they make regular strawberry, regular chocolate, regular vanilla. What's the difference between vegan and the other? What the other has whey protein in it, which comes from dairy, and I'm vegan, so I don't do that. And the vegan has B protein, not B E E, but P P E A, P protein. Okay, so you need a pencil and paper. You need to write this down. <coughs> Sorry. You go to www.beachbodycoach.com forward slash Hesh Goldstein. I will do it real slow. W dot B B like and boy E A C H C O A C H dot com forward slash H E S H G O L D S T E I S beachbodycoach.com forward slash hash Goldstein. You go in there and you can order a month's supply. Now, once you order, it goes on auto ship. Oh, my God, auto ship. Now, what if I want to cancel? If you want to cancel, you call the company directly and you say, I want to cancel my auto ship. And they will. And then if you decide in a month or two or three you want to start over, you call the company, you go back online to beachbodycoach.com forward slash hash and you do it again. That's how cool they are. But you've got a 30-day money-back guarantee if you don't like it. So don't hesitate. And the third superfood that I found was unfortunately another multi-level company and the product is called Zio and they have 30 superfoods in it. So I'm getting every day 72 superfoods. With the zeal, it's easier because those guys, it's like if you want to cancel your auto ship, it's like you have to walk around naked around your block 25 times. No, I'm serious. It's really difficult. So what I do with the zeal is I bring it in, I hold it, 
you want it, I send it, and the rest is history. Now, you can go to www.healthtalkhawaii.com. That's my website. You can listen to hundreds of radio shows. You can read hundreds of health-related articles. You can go under products, and you can read about the four products. And the website is free. You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to um, do anything to sign up. You can just go to it, and you can do that. But I'm telling you that you need to go more plant-based in your diet, number one. You need to take superfoods to build and strengthen your immune system, number two. You need the organic sulfur to reverse all the problems that you have in your body right now, which is also on my website, can be ordered for, from my website, which is healthstalkhawaii.com. And the bee pollen is an added boost to the immune system. And it is unbelievable. I mean, you know, people have shortages of vitamin B12. The B pollen contains vitamin B12 with all the other B vitamins. So this is what I do. This is how I do what I do. I, I am giving you information not to be a conspiracy theorist, not to rain on your parade, but to tell you why you are the way you are and who is perpetrating that. I do my radio show in Honolulu. I've been doing that since 1981. Since I went on the air, I've been paying for my own airtime, and I don't have any sponsors. The only reason I did that was because I did not want the truth compromised. I get no coverage I'm a, I've been on the radio in Hawaii longer than anybody else. I get no coverage whatsoever. My book, The Same Diet for an Insane World, none of the TV stations that interview local authors want to touch me with a 10-foot pole because it goes against your advertising dollars. So while I do not make money from any of the stuff I do, I give out information that will help my brothers and my sisters. I, I don't I don't know how to say it any differently. So even baby steps, it's simple. Anytime you have a question, anytime you, you have a, a concern, call me. I don't care. My phone number is area code eight zero eight two five eight. One one seven seven. Area code eight zero eight two five eight one one seven seven. And I would like to know how many people that are on the air anywhere give out their phone number. And why do I do this? I, I just I don't want to help people. That's all I want to do. I don't want to do anything else but help people. If I can't help you, then there's no point in me doing what I have to do. And that's the only reason I'm doing it. I want to help. Because you're not going to get it from anywhere else. You're just going to get screwed, blued, and tattooed by the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, 
the grocery industry, the Meatpackers Association, and the biotech industry. They are all corporations. Corporations are only in business to make money and sell stock and raise their profits so they can send out more dividends to their stockholders. Keeping you sick benefits them. You need to understand that. If you don't, well, you know, <laughs> what can I do? I can't, I, I, you know, the last chapter in my book, The Same Diet for an Insane World, is at the waterhole. I can lead you to water, folks, but I can't make you drink it. You've got to do that. And when you, you know, my, my, my stick always has been, try it for a month or two. Really, force yourself to try it for a month or two. You don't like the results? Go back to doing what you were doing. If you like the results, keep on trucking down the road because that's the road of sunshine, not the road of gloom and doom. I'm not sure how much more time I got left. Um, I'm thinking that the end is in sight, but I don't know. So I'm just going to keep rambling here. Um, if you can also, um, oh, oh. <laughs> well, now I know Georgie Boo is telling me, Georgie Boo is telling me that I only got four more minutes. American Place Radio this show plus my Hawaii show on his website. So if you go to archives and you go to Hesh Goldstein's help box, you hear all the shows. And I, I really and truly look forward to hearing from you guys. I really do because this is why I do what I do. We're all brothers and sisters. We all have the same father. We gotta look out for each other. So I let George Harrison do his thing and uh catch you guys later. Aloha. If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit toll-free, 866 229 3663, that's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the three W's.thepowerherbs.com. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. 